What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kyle Sam Classics, Episode 5. Today, we're going to talk about, review, and discuss WWF Crunch Classic, which was a Coliseum home video. My name's Duke. I'm joined today by John, host of No Sold, a wrestling podcast, and our roadman, the professor himself, Zern. How you guys doing? Doing good. How you guys feeling? <clears throat> I feel great. I feel ready to uh, crunch on some classic. One, I, one you, classic. You look ready to rock and roll. Um, um, let's, if I let's were to rock. be so bold. All right. So this is Crunch Classic Singular. In the last episode, we kept saying Crunch Classics, which would probably make more sense. But <laughs> here we are. WWF Crunch Classic Singular. It's one match. We're going to talk about that match for four hours today. So hopefully you guys will stick with us through <laughs> it. That's a joke. And then next week, tune in for episode six, which will be Ultimate Warrior 89, which will will focus on, obviously, the late, great Jim Helwig, the Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior. Yes, the, that's a good one. To be he specific. Does a good, he does a good match. He does a good Vince. Mike, you got any good impressions we don't know about? <laughs> Nothing for us? Moppy. I'm pretty good at moppy. <laughs> Just being silent, silent mop. Pepe. Moppy oh, and Dean Malenko. Oh, yeah. Crack yeah. those wrists up. So this one, we start out with the host of Crunch Classic. And it is none other than the Rowdy Scott himself. I'm pretty sure, Mike, is he one of your all-time favorites? He was number uh, eight uh, when we did the list, when you guys did okay. the list, yeah, number eight, yeah. So, yeah, somewhere in there. One of mine as well. Definitely top 20, maybe top 10, especially, you know, the more I watch him. John, I know you love Piper. He's one of your top five, I believe. Piper's right um, there at the solid <clears throat> number two. Oh, wow. Number two all Only time. Bret Hart. Only Bret Hart exceeds Piper for me. Wow. So, yeah, but, uh, I do want to say really now. quick before yeah. we go on, uh, I made a bold statement last week that this would be an A plus show guaranteed without knowing a match, without knowing anything because of the uh, the era, 1993. So I was going into this thing trying to, you know, get to that point A plus. I'm going to let you know if we got there, if this was an A plus tape. You know what the funny thing is? You know, I said I was uh, not excited too much about this because it was 93. This is not even 93. This is 1992. Right. Okay. Well, so we, we had go. the wrong year. So I would have been a lot more excited for 92. That, that year difference was pretty big. It yeah. borders almost on uh, 93. But then, it, well, we'll get into the tape, but there's some very old school matches on here too. Yep, for sure. But like I, we've talked about 92 being like possibly the best roster Absolutely. Like, ever. I mean, the names the hall of famers that you can name during that time. Like it's, it's crazy. Like that's why Royal rumble 92 is, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I'm pretty sure that's all of our favorite Royal rumbles. Just so it's so star studded. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but like you said, we're going to go even further back than that. So Rowdy introduces it, you know, he does his little shtick. I won't get too much into that. You got to watch him, you know, obviously, Anybody paraphrasing Roddy Piper is just going to butcher it because he's one of a kind. He makes it, you know, 
way better than I ever could articulate his words. So we kind of go right into um, Rowdy Rowdy Piper taking on the Mountie at the Royal Rumble mm. for the Intercontinental Championship. And uh, Gorilla, Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary. You know, we're all big fans. Probably my favorite commentary duo of all time. Let's get into the match. Mike, likes and dislikes about this one. I know you've seen this probably several times, but. Yeah, as uh, I remember first watching this uh, live, how mad I was. I mean, that, you know, the Mountie won the, you know, the title off of uh, Bret Hart. I was confused mm -hmm. at the time because we didn't see see that match happen. So obviously the results of this match, I was very happy at the time because I was not, you know, we talked about this before, not a Mountie person, you know, a fan of the Mountie back then. So. Yeah, as far as, I mean, this was a short match, but it was back and forth, back and forth. It was give and go between both of them. Um, there wasn't one man dominating. It was just back and forth the whole entire match, I felt like. So it was, they did a really good job about that. Um, and good commentary for sure. Some uh, between Gorilla and Bobby talking about the fever. Bobby said he had like a 112 degree fever <laughs> at one point or something like that. So yeah, I mean, we've seen this match a million times, but it was a pleasure watching it again for sure. It was a good opener to get this to get this uh, tape started. What'd you think, John? Tom? Yeah, this tape was the first time I remember um, us coming across the Coliseum video here doing these reviews where they took a match from a, a pay per view that I can remember where we like a match we definitely saw before. Mm -hmm. Some were debatable if we saw them before, but this one straight from Royal Rumble '92. You mentioned that Mike Brett had a fever. Bobby was mocking him, like how he should have been been able to do it. Um, you know, Gorilla <laughs> Gorilla told Heenan to get a life. And that kind of <laughs> just said it uh, get a life. Once again, like the grandpa dad jokes, you know, like <laughs> I loved it though. <laughs> it's great. And then Bobby, did you guys catch Bobby say, um, I'm a broadcast journalist, I can say whatever I want, like yeah. <laughs> with no repercussions or something like that. Of course. And uh, the, just the theatrics of Piper and specifically Jimmy Hart and this were so good. Once again, Jimmy Hart last week featured on our episode. We talked about him uh, so much. We I think we even named him the star of the tape, star of the tape, Mike. And uh, yeah, and our love for Jimmy Hart went up three or four notches. And he's here again to start this <clears throat> tape. Really, really cool, fun stuff. And um, yeah, I, I, I mean... It was weird, like you said, Mike, as a kid, to, why was Brett not here? It was clearly, well, what do you guys think? Why was this the call? Was Do you think this was a legit type of injury angle, or was it more to set up something? I think in his book, didn't he say he really was sick in his book? I don't remember, man, because like Piper would be dropping the title to Brett at WrestleMania 8 and doing him right. a big favor there, getting him, putting mm -hmm. him on the map. If Brett never, I guess lost the title to the Mountie, would he just be, I guess he would have just beat Piper as the champion? Yeah, I don't know. I forget what happened at the time because and he figured like it didn't make too much sense is if he was really sick, why didn't they just postpone you know I mean, get a exactly. postpone a match? Who would have yeah. actually noticed at the time? Yeah. Right. I still don't know, but I thought in his book he's really, he said he really did uh, have a <clears throat> fever at the time, so I don't know. Well, but, we gotta believe Brett, so if he said it, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's surprising, number one, that he wouldn't, like, push himself to work through the fever if it was a fever. And like you said, it's kind of weird if 
you know, it's a weird situation because what happens at WrestleMania then? Or was that even in mm-hmm. the plans? You know, it's kind of strange, but it all yeah. worked out. I thought about it. I was like, I guess he's good with Jacques Rougeau as well, too. So I think they probably had it planned out. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and at the end of the day, like, this is, I mean, he's given two of his guys the rub. You know what I'm saying? So yep. he's good. He's friends with both of them. So That's that true. part makes sense. But as a kid, how confused were we? As many times sure. as we watched the state. Uh, yeah. I don't know. When when did you guys get to actually see Brett lose the belt to Mountie? How far after this? Like when this first came out in 92? I mean, for me, I saw it on Saturday morning, I'm sure. You know, like right. Okay. whenever. Because that was at like a house show, wasn't it? Was that did a that house happen? show? Yeah. Yeah. So I probably just saw. Just like when Brett beat Flair for the title, you know, I probably saw it on whatever right. it was, Superstars or right. Wrestling Challenge or both or whatever. John Boy, were you watching live at that time? Yeah, I was watching Saturday mornings live. Yeah, just like okay. you. And I would be at the the path mark <clears throat> reading, reading the magazines while yeah. Mom Duke shopped around and I'd have my head buried in the magazine. And I'm sure that was uh, read in there as well, like Brett dropping the title and you're you're just so confused, you know, but then you end up fighting at WrestleMania eight. So it, you're right, Mike, it probably was all kind of planned, but um, it's weird because last week we called when we were talking about, um, I think it was gorilla or was it uh, Jim Ross made the comment that Bret Hart and perfect are like Jordan and Barkley. Mm-hmm. And if Brett is like that, Jordan, well, that was, that was on no soul. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. my bad, guys. So on No Solder Wrestling Podcast, we discussed King of the Ring 1993. Just That's true. The listeners. Sorry about up. that. But go ahead, there go is go a re- yeah, there is a reference where Jim Ross calls Bret Hart and uh, Perfect Jordan <laughs> and Barkley because it was relevant. Anyway, my whole point was Jordan played through a fever. Come on, Brett. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you got to go through that. That's that such fever. a great comparison, though. We won't get too into it because we covered it on No Sold. Be sure to check that one out our King of the Ring 93 uh, review and discussion. But yeah, that was a really a great, um, great comparison by Jay. The Barkley to, uh, to Kurt Henning was great. Like, yeah. don't you think, I mean, Mike, because you didn't get to talk. What do you think about that comparison? Never won the big one type of thing. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I think I could find somebody better than Barkley. For not perfect. for perfect. Not to say a better basketball player, but a better comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to hmm. think about that. Yeah. Put you on the spot. All right, so we're doing that thing where we stray further and further away from the match we're mm. talking about. So let's get back on track. Um, mm. So it all it ends up, like you said, Mike, short match. Piper slaps on that signature sleeper hold. Yeah. The Mountie goes out. He goes yeah. out, and Roddy Piper wins his first ever World Wrestling Federation title, and it's the Intercontinental Championship, the, uh, the workhorse title, as they used to call it. Um, Kind of crazy that, you know, when you think about the impact and like the greatness of Roddy Piper, that like at that time, just one WWF title, you know, he would go on and become tag team champion, you know, way later with Ric yeah. Flair. Um, so he's missing that one for the the triple crown. Um, but yeah, it's it always like blew my mind that, um, Piper's looked at with such reverence and like he didn't even need a title, you know, similar to uh, Jake the Snake, another one of of our yeah. favorites, you know, um, when, yeah. you, when you're great, you don't really 
you don't really need titles, I guess. Piper did. Um, he held over 30 titles in his career. But, you know, in the WWF at that time, yeah, I guess he, he just didn't really need to, you know. Um, so this was it. He got his first Intercontinental title and only. And then, like we talked about, he would eventually go on to WrestleMania, face Brett in a really great match. Um, one that I've kind of underrated, really, when I go back and watch it, I'm like, wow, this is really good. Once again, great story there, the, yep. the, um, the interview beforehand whatever uh john do you have anything else to add on this one um well i didn't say the beginning a piper hosting this show i had that t-shirt one of the first wrestling shirts i ever had nice one of my favorites i tried to get it again but um i had that shirt but piper looked so happy when he won the title and um Mm -hmm. you know i know he's i guess one of those like those guys always act like they agree with not needing the title but you gotta think they would want to be a champion of some kind right Sure. You know, so he, he I mean, when a company puts their stock in you, you know, it's not even like an ego thing. It's, it's like, um, kind of like a respect thing. I think, you know what I mean? Like he didn't need, I don't think Piper ever needed anybody to validate him. Right. But that's cool to get that validation, you know, even though it was brief, you know, obviously I mean, Vince and Piper kind of had a weird, weird relationship um, because they fought and stuff like that. Piper would Piper knew his worth and he wouldn't let Vince, you know, disrespect him, basically, from what Piper says. But um, yeah, whatever the case, Mike, you're the grade man. Give us a grade for this one. I thought it was John. You mentioned that we've kind of been seeing new matches rather than, um, you know, they're popping on matches from pay-per-views and stuff. Before we get your grade, Mike, what do you guys think about them like putting in these matches from other pay-per-views? This match specifically, since Piper was hosting it, mm-hmm. it's such mm-hmm. a great moment for him. I was fine with it. I was. I think mm-hmm. this is a good way to get things started. Um, historically, I don't like it because we've seen. You know, we'll probably get to some more videos. The Hulk Hogan's, where yeah, you know, we've seen them. They're a little bit repetitive. Um, Hopefully not too many of them, but this one here I agree with uh, going into it. How about you, John? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like the doing these tapes and seeing stuff we never saw before, like odd matches, odd pairings, odd arenas, you know, that's always fun. This one I'm with you. Since it was this uh, crowning achievement for Piper, I was cool with it. We would go on to see more, uh, I guess, from um, popular shows starring Piper. But this is interesting because this is the first one we've done where the man hosting is sort of like mm-hmm. kind of featuring his own stuff. So whether it was truly handpicked by him or not, I almost feel like they might've been cause he like really sets up each match. Like it was important to him, but we'll, we'll get further on down the road. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did enjoy seeing it again. I always love seeing this era, you know? Oh, yeah. All right, Mike, give us a grade before we move on. Yeah. Great ways. I got it as a B plus. <laughs> All right. Great moment. Yep. Pretty good. So then we, after that, when we send it back to the pipes, back in the studio, uh, this is not that uh, the triple C that we coined last week. This mm-hmm. is just um, another studio. They probably made this for Piper, right? I mean, he's a big star. Maybe he was on a set of a movie and they, you know, mm-hmm. hooked it up like his dressing room or something. So uh, 
he i love it it's like a plaid background like the little attention to detail yeah. back yep. then i i like it you know see the yeah, background at the beginning when he was tearing it apart like that was really it. cool actually yeah. for for back then like that yeah. was neat how they did that yeah so he introduces this next match he talks about a guy that he's always been behind and did you guys think of anybody not knowing did you guys think like i thought he was going to brett me too yeah not so much as it as it turns out he went to another probably a goat right in some people's eyes it's virgil ladies and gentlemen virgil they did team his, up at survivor series 91 if you they remember did. and so the maybe that's awkward fourth man ever he was <laughs> in the corner of um, in the wrestlemania 7 as well oh yeah good point good point so it's virgil and that big boss man from Cobb County, Georgia, taken on, I don't even know if they were actually Money, Inc. yet. Be, right? This is the first time that they, oh, wow. under the under the table and announcing, called him Money, Inc. Uh, it was okay. just, uh, Sean Mooney would call him Money, yep. Inc. Yeah, they, it was a kind of a feel thing, you know, because Rotunda had nothing going on at the time, basically with IRS and DiBiase's coming off his, singles run so i think they were trying to get something together because dibiase still with uh sherry at the time mm -hmm. so he's still doing that before she went with uh sean michaels so yeah yep. this is one and of the jimmy, and saying, jimmy hart would go with money inc right so eventually yep. after this yeah not too long so ago, yeah early you know incarnation of money incorporated they even came out separately um mm -hmm. irs of course did a shtick uh did you guys notice when mike mcgurk was like um introducing him mm -hmm. like how he was like looking at her and she was yes. like making like a disgusted face on <laughs> like just little stuff like that man like mm. so funny so like you said uh here comes a million dollar man with that sensational sherry and woof holy moly guys sherry man she might have been like my first infatuation with an older woman like when I was a kid, because good grief, man, she was a dime. She was, um, she was especially as here. like you know we're we're kids like in our formative years at this time and holy mackerel. So uh, then we get into it, like you said, Sean Mooney, Lord Alfred Hayes, on commentary. Um, you know, it's funny. I thought about Money Incorporated. Like, talk about like a weird like the pairing makes sense right it's ted dibiase and mike rotundo like two like ring generals like criminally somehow mike rotundo is not in the wwf hall of fame yeah no. like pathetic to me um but like it's so funny how you know they they become a tag team and of course they're wearing suits in the WWF, you know, they can't just be like, right, right. you know, Mike Rotundo and Ted DiBiase, like, and it's fine because they are still cool. Right. But it's just funny. I just had that thought, like, these are two guys that like, you know, Ted DiBiase, a second generation guy, like, you know, legit wrestlers, like shooters. And like, here they are in this like money incorporated gimmick, but, John, get into the match, likes and dislikes. Well, I want to talk about Money Inc. real quick, Money Incorporated, because I think the they're kind of an underrated tag team now, believe it or not, in history. 
Uh, one of the longer WWF tag team title runs, if you look in history, mm-hmm. as far as length. But also, um, it's like sometimes they throw dudes together and it's like silly, like Swerve, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. And then the name is like, <laughs> or Jungle Boy and Hook. I know you love that one, Mike. Jungle Hook. Mm. Terrible, terrible. Like WWE's done it a million times too. But this one's actually cool. Like Money Incorporated, like it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> they work well together. I just was, uh, but I did feel like it was an interesting time for them. And I guess you got, you guys are right. It's early, early money incorporated, but um, yeah, I wanted to mention them. And I also wanted to mention sidetrack, I guess here, but Virgil with an underrated theme song, in my opinion, <laughs> I, I just feel like it was a good thing. Like Jim, John, the Jim Johnston, he, he was gifted, man. Like he, mm, gave, he, he really, you know what I mean? Like he was, he had the ability to like compliment these oh, yeah. characters when they came out like it sounded so virgil that theme for whatever reason for sure like one that comes to mind for me that's you know by this time he's kind of um you know he's in his later days but um jim the anvil neidhart like his theme you remember his like it's coming up later the anvil like yeah um yeah i agree he did he sure did have a gift because you can think of so many like we talked about crushes on No Soul, you know, the mm-hmm. the beginning with that like guitar like, riff and that Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of fit everybody that he did. Yeah, and WWE now, like I feel like their theme songs are so, so like interchangeable. They're all done by like a like a house band, you know, I guess one or two bands. It's very generic. The AEW, the reason I like theirs is because I guess TK opens the checkbook and like pays the money to get mm-hmm like jungle boy like tarzan boy song i love that mm-hmm. you know he gets to use and then you know the, the elite but i don't know i just think theme songs they need jim, jim johnson, johnson actually there. came out and said that he said that uh i think in the uh chris van fleet interview that he had he said you chris couldn't van even Bleak. tell the guy yeah you don't even know the guys that come out now with the entrances and no. yeah i mean it sounded like he never wanted to leave he just got let go he was in a pandemic uh let go i believe Mm. oh he was still working there at the time all the way up until 2020 yeah i think he's only been gone for about two and a half i think he does some he may have did one or two songs for aw but now he's just doing like he's doing Mm -hmm. his own thing like he just wants to freelance right he did he's been with wwe for how long now how many decades so yeah 80s 90s yeah probably about like 30 years i would think so Wow. Well, they were like, like just iconic sound. Like he knew how to compliment the characters with the yeah. songs, and it's it's and it's just missing. Like Virgil's, this sure. was Virgil, man, coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? we talked about the Fink being like the greatest, hands down, the greatest of all time at what he did, and Jim Johnson was the greatest of all time. There's no no doubt, depends or buts about it. We can no. debate announcers, wrestlers all day yep. long, but them two guys, yeah, there's no there's no I question agree. about it. I mean, think about like Howard Finkel. Who's next? Chimble, Chimble was solid, but okay, but like it's like so yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. right. Like so, yeah. Tony Chimmel's next in oh, WWE, yeah, because I, I like yeah. I like Pen- like, Penzer. Yeah, sure, me too, and I like oh, Gary Capetta. Oh, outside Gary, Gary Michael the best, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just oh, saying, sure. pro wrestling period, like There's such a gap. There's and I gap, love yeah. I love Gary Capetta, love him. You know, like mm-hmm. me too. he's got that very distinct. Yeah, you know, wrestling fans, you know, like, but yeah. it's not even close, bro. It's, it's not like, even close. It's like who's after the Buffer Brothers? I mean, in UFC and 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 in boxing, there's there's nobody. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, nope, yep. 
also, so I also, uh, I also, I also wanted to say yeah, WCW. Just let me get my shit in, John. Do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, Michael Buffer, another uh, wrestling personality. I was going to mention shifting into the match a little bit more, or at least something that was said during the match. Um, oh, are we talking about a match? Yeah, mm. yeah. We still got Money Incorporated versus Bossman and Virgil, and um, <laughs> there's a there's a moment. Did you guys catch what Sherry says about Virgil? Uh, I did not know. Oh. Uh, it was something bad, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, I don't even want to no? dignify okay. it. Okay, okay. That's for the Patreon, John. It's for the Patreon. Yeah. Okay. All right, we won't repeat that. But she I did say you a nice can, thing. Too. You're, you're not saying it. You're not saying it. No, can... yeah. I mean, Sherry... Well, look, just watch the tape, people. <laughs> I won't repeat it. But she did call DiBiase her teddy bear over and over. She I did. Thought that was over funny. and over again, yes. I like that. Um, but no, go ahead with the match. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Virgil and the big boss, man. It's a thrown-together team. Taking on another thrown-together team that would, like you said, eventually become, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, probably a Hall of Fame tag team, I would say. I mean, certainly I think both guys are. Um, I mean, do you want me to go to the ending? Do you want to yeah. get into it a little more, Mike? Did you have anything... Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, this like... was two thrown together uh, tag team uh, guys, four singles guys thrown together. Um, I did like uh, Lord Alfred Hayes trying to put over Virgil, saying he's the most improved wrestler of the 1990s. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, we're one year into the 1990s. At the, this That's match was funny. in 1991. So was he lying then? You know, yeah, I mean, the most improved player, yeah, <laughs> uh, wrestler, yeah, of the 1990s. That was pretty funny. So, yeah, but as far as the match, I mean, it was what it was. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. It was just, you know, it was midline. Yeah, and uh, once again, like, we're such fans of this time that yeah. you do end up enjoying it, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't want to speak for you guys, but probably, you know, you, you end up, like, smiling. And like you said, especially as time goes by, you kind of find um, a new appreciation for a lot of these guys, as I'm finding with the Honky Tonk Man, as you guys know. So this match ends. Um, IRS is holding Virgil. And that sweet, you know, just innocent, sensational Sherry jumps up. It looks like maybe her shoe was untied or something. Like she mm -hmm. was having some trouble with her shoe. Yep. Um, I don't know if Virgil asked her to see the shoe, if he wanted to see. She wears expensive shoes. Tony Atlas know. style, right? I don't think that, Mike. Come on, let's keep it clean here. I think he was just interested in the style. He's a style man, you know, and uh, gotcha. for some reason... It looks like she's trying to hit Virgil, and she mm -hmm. she KOs IRS with a big boot. Yeah, and then uh, Virgil rolls him up, and that's that's it. Virgil and the wrote. big boss man, winner's purse. They took it home, brothers. Mike, would you rate this one? Well, I love the ending of this match afterwards when IRS is irate. Oh yeah, sorry. Yep, and going out there, and DiBiase gives them probably more money than. Boss man and Virgil got for the winner's purse. He yeah, gives probably. them there to calm them down. And uh, like you said, this is the ending of him and Sherry being together. She would go off with Sean like a month or two later, and Jimmy would buy the contracts out. And uh, they would go on to, you know, believe it or not, they were only together for like a little over a year, Money Inc. Yeah. Because they yeah, were together from, uh, from now until a little after WrestleMania 9, and then they would break up before SummerSlam. Because that's when the Razor Ramon thing was going on with the one, two, three kid, DiBiase and IRS. So you're talking about August of that year of 1990. 
1993. No, 1993. Yeah, 1993. Yeah. Interesting because, yeah. I mean, just in that short amount of time, I like I said, they had one of the longer title reigns. It was 164 sure. days or something like that. Uh, or no, iconic... 200, 244 days. And yeah. another one, 164 wow. days. So they had two combined reigns of almost yeah, 300 days out of that time yeah. being together. Pretty crazy. Yeah, they're definitely an iconic tag team of that of that era. There's no, it doesn't matter if they're together a year or five years. They're yep. definitely iconic. Though three time yeah, tag so team up... champions. Three, by the way, three, three, three. Times? They held. I don't remember yes. the third. So they they held it um, from February of '92, you know, uh, for for 164 days before losing it to the Natural Disasters. Then they won it back from the Disasters to lose it to the Steiners. Lost, the, beat the Steiners at a house show just to lose it back to the Steiners. Oh, so they did wow. it it's one of them in, in three days. Them. So they just did a quick little trade. Anyway, enough to get them the three time tag team. Maybe we'll, like, that's maybe a lot. we'll see that year. match. Oh, yeah. So maybe we'll see that match upcoming. I would love well, that. It used to be a lot for one year. Who knows yeah. now? True. True. I mean, All right, trivia, trivia question. Trivia question. Who beat the Steiners for the WWF tag team titles? We're not the Mounties. We're handsome. Nice. We're brave. We're strong. Very good. But who in beat them Quebec, for the tag titles? In a Quebec province rules match, I believe. It's true. That is true. Uh, that would the be that. No, that would be. Is that correct, John? I don't want to the talk. Head Shrinkers is incorrect. It would be that one, two, three kid uh, teaming up with former rocker. Margin. true. That's why go. we won trivia back way back when. That's why I always lost. I was always on the bottom, man. No way. You were great with dates. That I'm out. Yeah. Mike yeah. was yeah. always good with dates, man. No, when we won more, you can look up anything too. At uh, Drinkers, that was a team effort. <laughs> uh, way, one of the best nights when. of my life. <laughs> hit my music. It's, st it's still hanging up on that wall, I bet. Now hit. No, that place isn't there anymore, bro. No, on my old apartment wall, I'm saying. Oh, oh, I, okay. <laughs> Remember we hung it up? We had a 4X t-shirt that we won. It was it was great. Yeah. Anyway, we liked it. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's talk about these matches. So, then we're going to go back after that that barn burner. Back. Did we get Mike's official grade on that or no? Oh, we didn't. I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah, that was a uh, C plus for that match. C plus, C plus. Okay. Yeah, everybody was pretty fluid in there. Nothing crazy. Um, nobody was sloppy though. So C plus. We head back to the Piper in the uh, the studios back in Glasgow, and uh, he introduces us to a little segment. You know, I think um, it's like serendipitous. You know, like mm -hmm. we're seeing all this Jimmy Hart stuff. I think we're supposed to like realize that he might be number two all-time manager i'm just saying we might have to without a doubt put a list together um because every week more and more we're finding like how awesome he was and this was certainly no exception this was a day in the life of the mouth of the south jimmy hart 24 so, hours uh, yep who wants to who wants to take it go ahead Mike. Gotcha. tell me about some of these 24 hours uh <laughs> what, what did he go through and this first thing uh... yeah he missed his cab I mean, who doesn't pick up Jimmy Hart, man? Then, yeah. then he gets in there. He, all he wants to do, he's tired. He just wants to check in. First off, he's very unselfish. He makes sure his guys are there. 
mm-hmm. and they're all checked in before he does yeah. anything. Cause that's, that's what he gets paid for. Great manager. They're all checked in. Everybody's good to go under their ring names as well, which is great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Wait a second. Are you telling me that Erwin R. Schleicher's name is not, in fact, <laughs> IRS? Because uh-huh. I'm living a lie, bro. <laughs> and then he comes to find out there's no room for him. It's going to be two hours, and he's tired. He wants to just put his feet up. You know? <clears throat> Long day. Then they give him, am I wrong here, a room in a basement? That's, this, That's what they this, offered him. Of this Hilton in the basement? So, An Omni. I'll, I'll, yeah. give it to, I'll give it to you from there. I'll, I'll let you, I don't want to disclose <laughs> everything that happened. I'll tag. That you was in, just John. the first. Yeah, that was the first few hours of the day in the life of Jimmy Hart. Yeah, I'll tag and, you in for the next four. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Because um, I think at one point he asked the Mountie, um, you know, over the phone, or was it was it him or or Money Inc? He's like, who put you in the movies? Like, and I'm just wondering yeah, what movie yeah. was the Mountie in? I mean, uh, I was... they were. That was a Canadian film. It was an independent. It actually won a lot of awards in their version of um, the Sundance Festival. It was. It was shown at the calgary stampede I, okay. I literally about lying to you i spent a good six or seven minutes <laughs> literally looking deep for this movie man because oh he has an imdb he was in stuff but after Josh. this time yeah but it was after this time period so it's i was cr- disappointed but i didn't find his i didn't find the 1992 credit so well 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 That's also funny. jimmy hart on the phone trying to book money incorporated in our on arsenio hall and apparently, <laughs> and apparently, there's going to be a Money Inc. movie made. He's on the home. Jimmy Hart's working the phones. Mm-hmm. He's uh, a manager's manager, and I just love this. Uh, yeah, the Omni Hotel earlier on. <laughs> I just love this. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll let you take it from here, Duke. When Jimmy Hart's sleeping in his bed, when the next phone four went. hours, Duke. No, no, I, this is all you guys. I'm having right. a lot of fun listening here. Well, so, Mike, I got to go back to you when the phone rings. Well, before that. I mean, you know how many times the Mountie uses that prod? That needs to be fixed, man. That's that true. Break. Yeah. Them things break. So it needs to be replaced before the match starts. He's got to get that bad boy fixed. He's got to get his megaphone tuned up. Then he <laughs> just goes in bed just to, just to, you know, close his eyes for a couple minutes, puts his feet up with his shoes on, you know, and the shoes off, right, sit right next to him, right underneath the pillow. <laughs> and then his phone rings out of nowhere again. I mean, this guy can't catch a break. So Mm-mm. from there... Um, I forget who was on the phone, John. I forget. Well, first he answers a banana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> My man's so spent from he's managing his champions. Yeah. He's got yeah. a banana, and that's what he's trying to talk into. He realized it. So then um, I'm pretty sure that was uh was it who was it? Oh, okay. the nasty's got in some trouble. The nasty boy. That's, oh, right. that's the nasty right. Yeah, yeah. Nasty. you can't you can't bring the nasties anywhere, man. Them guys. <laughs> so that he's gotta, he's gotta, you know. Try to swipe, sweep that underneath the rug. Maybe take some of the babysit those guys. Some money, yeah, some money. Pay that off. Oh man, mm-hmm. unbelievable, man. I think we're yeah. at like hour sixteen by now. Yeah, they went through the hours pretty quick, and eventually yeah. it goes to uh, Jimmy being locked out of his room to end the segment. Well, before that, is... before that, uh, he finally got the cattle prod back, and he gives it to he him. He's, and then the uh, the nasties, no, the nasties are in the back room trying to get all hyped up and he's like we got to go in the bathroom and he had to Man. tear him out of the bathroom dude knobs was fired up here he was, knobs was fired up they're on he fire was, man jimmy hart man just a, a classic i mean just a, a guy like a manager actually doing the work of a manager who would think you know so, bottom line is in the beginning of this episode a big a segment he had a big checklist 
And by the end of this episode, segment, everything was checked off, man. And his guys took home all the victories. They got the winner's purse. The cattle mm-hmm. cry was fixed. Megaphone was tuned up. Movies <laughs> were made. They made it to Arsenio Hall on time. So mm-hmm. what? He had to sleep in the basement. So what? He had to, you know, put his shoes <laughs> next to him, his stinky shoes next to him. That's a, that's a man's man right there, man. Work a his, right there. His reaction when they were like, we have a room in the basement. He's like, the basement? Yeah. I could never go in the basement. And then he's like, oh, I'll just take the basement. Just, yeah. I know. He didn't even put I'm up a fight. He, he took it. I know. He's such I mean, a good guy. Like he 20... said, man, he's putting he's putting the, the needs of others before I mean, before in 2023, himself. Chelsea Green would be like, where's your manager at, right? That's, That's what she true. would say. It's true. So, Jimmy Hart didn't do that though. So no. this was one of the best things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I rewound it, watched it again. This uh, is an A plus 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 plus. Wow. Yeah, legit. Yeah, like, Jimmy Hart's money, man. This Who whole, whoever was behind this, I don't mm-hmm. remember this. Obviously, I, I know I've seen this a million times, probably, but I never saw. I haven't this. seen it in decades. No, me neither. Um, <clears throat> this is an A plus, man. An A I'm plus is like from a ninety-five to a hundred, and it's on a, the latter part of that. It's a it's a hundred, man, for the second. Wow, absolutely, hands it's down, money. It doesn't, money, doesn't money. get so, any. Just for the record, then. Yeah, we're five episodes in on this Coliseum Classics. Yeah, this is the highest rated segment, bar none. Yeah. Well, yeah, right? remember, yeah, this is an A plus on a um, yeah, like a manager's profile type of deal. And remember his manager's profile. He we did what last week. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. a high grade I gave him too. So he's he's put producing bangers to quote Frank. You know. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We're uh, we're with you for yeah. sure. I mean, so. I think you know when you're watching this stuff, like my face hurts. You know, from like smiling so much, like it's this I is what we tuned in for, more. right? This is what we tuned in for. Oh yeah, stuff like 100%. that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This exact stuff. This like offsite stuff. These fun, unexpected segments. <clears throat> Definitely mm-hmm. why we're tuning in, and we All haven't right, gotten so... a lot of that, unfortunately, um, up till now. And this is like, yeah, not yet. They've tried. No, they've tried, but it hasn't. You know, they try with the bushwhackers. They try with uh, the uh, Bobby Heenan segment, but Jimmy Hart picked that ball up. Mm-hmm. And he took it home, man. It's two weeks in a row here. All right, you guys just mentioned it's Fink and then Chimmel, way, 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 way down, right? Right. And then we we mentioned Jim Johnston, and then there's not even a second. Now it's Bobby Heenan. Now, how far down is Jimmy Hart? Well, that's a that's for an episode of No Saw because I can't just <laughs> tell you that because you got Jim. Don't forget about Jim Cornette and Paulie, and then Jimmy Hart. And of course, Bobby. JJ so, so you're not saying without a doubt that unequivocally Jimmy Hart's not the second greatest manager of all time. We're filming, buddy. I can't be on tape saying that now. <laughs> I, I'll just, I don't. We're I don't live, just, pal. I don't just uh, spout off things. You know, I think about things. You know, I gotta, I gotta get my list. That's right. That's right. You I'm gotta listening. get your formula going. I, I respect it. I, respect I got it. a yeah, feeling. Definitely top answer. five. Definitely top yeah. five. So let's just say that that's a a great accomplishment. I mean, off the top of my head, I would put him above Paulie just for the longevity. Mm. Um, but Jim Cornette, he did a lot of great things too, but he never did it in a WWF. So there you go. So Jimmy Hart did it in WWF, WCW, uh, Memphis, mid- Memphis. So he, you know what? Not on record. This isn't record, but I would put him off the two. record. This off, the off the record. Number two. Yeah. yeah just so like that, just like Jim Canadian Cornette show. though, he did do it in the WWF. He did not good though. No, 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 but he did it. So let's not just discount that. I just well, he was more Yoko's uh just advisor or whatever, right? Like and, a translator. And, uh, 
and Owen and stuff. Yeah, when I say he didn't do it, he didn't Bulldog, have the success Vader. that Jimmy Hart did. Yeah, I mean, heavenly sure. bodies. Now, listen, listen. The bottom, the bottom line is, I was watching this thinking like Jimmy Hart's way more cartoonish and all. Bobby oh, yeah. Heenan's got that like kind of very serious. Bobby yeah. Heenan's intimidating. Like he's got a thing about him. But man, if you take away like a little bit of the cartoonish, Jimmy Hart's just so entertaining. And I don't cartoonish know. Cartoonish is okay though. Yeah, don't judge a book by okay. its cover, man, because he's got it up here. Don't judge a book by its cover, though. No, no, but I know yeah. what John's saying. Like yeah. Bobby definitely took it like seriously. Um, I don't know that if it's this tape, but I'm with you, John. Like Bobby okay. definitely his his mannerisms, you know, like um, you know, he would he would show he acted well with his face. I think you know, yeah. right. um. This isn't WWE. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, good. I'm just was going to say this isn't WWF 2023 though, like where everybody's the same. So like yeah, yeah. it would be boring if he was like Bobby, right? Sure. He had mm -hmm. this is what he did to make make him stand out. The loud coats, the megaphone. I mean, how how iconic is that? Oh yeah. Imagine him without the megaphone. It's like no. uh, the visuals. Uh, it's yeah. it's it's a like household visual. Yeah, like Fuji's cane. I mean, you have to have yep. them little, you know, things. So yeah. It's funny though because Bobby, he just had his mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's kind of what puts him in that class of his own. You know. Yeah. But anyway, this is about Jimmy Hart. I agree, Mike. Awesome segment, super fun, mm -hmm. hilarious. You got to check this out when you watch it. It was, dare I say, a crunch classic. <laughs> so then we're gonna move back. We're gonna go. Actually, do we go back to pipes or do we just go right into this match? Anyway, we go back to pipes. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's saying he loved it. Stuff. By the way, he yeah. loved Jimmy Hart getting locked out of his room. That was his. <laughs> uh, he loved it. Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to elaborate on what he says, I just That's I it, couldn't. Yeah. yeah, I just couldn't do it. You know, like because it's Piper and nobody talks like him. Nobody. He's so unique, and you definitely it's worth watching it. Um. Yeah, you know all the in between stuff. Don't press fast forward between the matches because nah. he's always, you know, coming up with great one liners, et cetera. Yeah, but remember we, had we were texting the other day, and uh, I quoted Piper, and I was like, "Wait a second, I think yeah. I butchered that." I had to send Duke the, the video. Yeah. I was like, "Why do I even do that?" Because just like you said, right? You can't, you can't do it, man. It doesn't. Yeah, even no. Yeah, yeah. Nobody it can do doesn't. it. Doesn't. Nope. Um, I know what you were. I picked up what you were putting down. Yeah, but you know. But yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't really like bologna, but anyway, <laughs> we're gonna move on to those nasty boys. The F word mentioned nasty boys. Yep. Managed by the mouth of South Jimmy Hart, taking on a new combination to the World mm -hmm. Wrestling Federation at this time. Yes. The new foundation, the team yep. of, of Jimmy Anvil Neidhart, and was he called the Rocket here? I forget. Not yet. Just Owen Hart. Okay. Yeah, not yet. Quite the not rocket the, yet. Just Owen Hart, yep, because it's right after. So they come out, they're rocking the hammer pants. <laughs> they got the uh, you know, the checkered uh boots, whatever that was. Um, so this was kind of the the ring attire was kind of riding off of the the um high energy tag team, right? Like Coco left and then they yep. plugged in the old Rhino Sosaurus and uh <laughs> Holy mackerel, is that awkward to see Jim, you know, in that ring gear. But still, 
Jim the Anvil, such a man's man, such a badass. Like, who's going to tell him anything? You know, who's going to say something to him wearing those pants? Um, so the, let's see, who was on commentary? It was Sean Moody and Lord Alfred. Mm -hmm. Through most of this, that's who we get. Um, John, what do you got on this match? Any likes, dislikes, highs, and lows? Um, I don't have too much on this match other than uh, the gear. You know, it's like a what the what the heck type of thing <laughs> under any circumstances. Because I was alive, obviously, at this point, and I know what was semi cool. Mm -hmm. This was never close to cool, no matter what age you were. Uh, it was a terrible choice. I did not like, you know, uh, Anvil in this gear. Like you mentioned, he could, you know, pull it off, I guess. But their music was cool. It was generic in a way. But once again, going back to the music and knobs, man, there was a time in this match he's just so stiff and sloppy mm. like he's laying into owen's back with some elbows mm. and like owen clearly wasn't like braced or ready yeah and it was just very um careless i guess knobs mm. was at times it's a guy i would not want to work with i mean maybe i'm wrong maybe he would he was you know really gentile in the ring but what'd you think mike yeah i, I agree with everything you said i mean i have in my notes here this is a Couple of nice high spots, but filled with sloppy offense from three three out of four of these members of the in, in this ring. Yeah. Owen's the only one that was like the, the couple moves that he did do because he, he didn't have a lot. But the other three, man, talk about like bowls, just like in the China shop. They're just like yeah, exactly. Some sloppy man, sloppy offense there. I mean, all over the place. I'm like, it's not even like being strong. It was just pure slop. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, I yeah. I was yeah, really I don't have much on this match. It was a very yeah. um really kind of a down point after such a nice wave we had on this uh tape. Yeah. And I, I just didn't love it, man. I didn't love the, the the visuals with the gear and I didn't love the action. And yeah, man, I, I this was a, a little bit of a downer. If yeah, Jim Lightheart looked yeah, he he looked a little rough. Uh look, looks like he was, you know, going through some stuff at the time there. You could tell in his performance there, he was off and the nasties are the nasties. You know, I mean, they have to have the right dance partners mm -hmm. for them to connect um i know Duke, and the finish high. right the finish for, for you guys i know you'll get to it oh Duke, lord yeah. can one of you explain this to me like they're shocked to know <laughs> to learn that they're dq'd the next yes, man just oh man well jimmy hart gave them like so jimmy hart as a manager would give everybody an official rule book mm -hmm. the nasty boys didn't read it you know that's that's what that's, what, that's what it is you know um great call jimmy obviously it wasn't his fault no. possibly second greatest manager of all time mm -hmm. the nasties they just didn't know the deal sags ends up throwing the ref just throws him aside he got caught in the moment brothers you know like yeah. he just got caught in the moment it's a disqualification victory for this new foundation we don't have a lot to say on this match. Obviously, it was what it was. Kind of a mess. I, I am a Nasty Boys fan, though, in retrospect. I do think that they are <clears throat> historically a big deal in wrestling. Like, any team that wins the WCW and WWF tag team titles, in addition to they had a form of AWA tag team titles, too. Yep. Um, I mean, I think they're Hall of Famers, for sure. Oh, I think they're... Sure, yeah iconic that that shirt's iconic you know um but let's talk about something you guys will want to talk about which is owen hart so owen hart 
in this match, like you said, Mike, probably the only highlight, the only um, true wrestler in there. And I think it all comes down to fundamentals. You know, if you have the fundamentals of pro wrestling, like obviously you can go in there and have a good match. Like I kind of compare it to Triple H because Triple H, you know, probably can't name a lot of great Triple H matches, but he really never had shitters you know there's maybe a couple you can think of but he's very fundamentally sound you know he could have right. good matches with everybody and i think that's important in wrestling but did you guys see it with owen like back then like maybe in the blue blazer days etc did you see him becoming a star or did you just think he was brett's little brother new foundation guy etc high energy yeah, at the time, I didn't know Blue Blazer was Owen Hart at WrestleMania. Watching that live, I don't know if anybody. I certainly did not at WrestleMania mm -hmm. Five. Um, coming across the you know the, the high energy with uh, Coco, I really I thought he really stood out. Um, I didn't see any of his Canada uh, stuff at the time, um, and going into this, but yeah, I th I felt like he was something, even though he was Brett's brother. I didn't think he was going to become a heavyweight champion or even IC mm -hmm. champion. I just thought he was going to be like a nice you know, tag team. Uh, hopefully he would find a good member, which he eventually would, you know, in Davy Boy. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, he definitely stood out. And even a moment in his when he fought Skinner at WrestleMania 8. Mm. Like, I I always remember that match. I mean, that he wasn't much there. He was coming off a little bit of a hiatus and they, he just got thrown into that match at the last second almost. And that match, you know, stands out to me. It was probably only three minutes, I think. But I'll always remember yep. that match because of Owen Hart doing the flip off the top rope and just yep. like he did in this match, right? So, yep. like you said, he was fundamentally sound where the other guys were just you know, sloppy, you know. So, um, <laughs> John, what did you think? Uh, I think about Owen. Uh, well, I didn't see him then as anything more than Brett's little brother. Like you mm -hmm. said, Duke, it was more, I guess it's more with wrestling. It's like presentation, perception is reality type thing. When Vince booked him with Brett and I watched that set, that feud unfold, I will absolutely not fight my brother under any circumstances. <laughs> not ever. So good. So good. You know, you start to think, oh, this guy's on Brett's level. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I see it. I see it. But then as the years went by, the way he was booked, like, I didn't see Owen. Brett, like, Owen is a, a legend times a million like there's tournaments and i and i think highly of owen but i still even the way he was booked throughout his career i don't know if i ever saw him as mm -hmm. um that level because of the way they presented him unfortunately yeah, yeah. so yeah. no i think that's fair i mean we talked about it on no sold when we reviewed the did generation x uh in your house pay-per-view when that's owen right. shows up i mean you have a built-in feud man it was right after Survivor Series. Brett left, went to WCW. You have Owen Hart right there, ready to defend the, the Hart name against Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, he joined the Nation of Domination. Like, so yeah. Dude, I'm 14 about... years old thinking how much sense that makes for Owen yeah. to just be the new contender, the new man, yeah. and they just didn't do it. Unbelievable. Thanks, yeah. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> oh, man. Come That's... on, brother. Man. Anyway, that was, yeah. props to Owen for standing out. Obviously, RIP King of Hearts. Um, I will say I popped on King of the Ring 94 the other day, and that man looked like one million dollars Canadian at that tournament. If you if you don't remember all pink. Whew, 
If you don't yeah. remember, pop that on and treat yourself because it, I he looked like WWF champion to me that yeah. night. So he Mike, was, um, give us a sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I just want to quick. Uh, I know because you guys were reviewing '93 King of the Ring, so I think we talked about it. Uh, Jim Ross was also reviewing it, and uh, I didn't know, but he fought uh, Papa Shango before the King of the Ring '93 for mm. the USWA Heavyweight Championship. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't find that match, but I did find other matches where he won the belt, and he looked mm. great there. I mean, Papa Shango also doesn't get enough credit at that time. I feel like he's always one of them characters. I don't know how you guys feel like like silliest characters or like love I don't know, but yeah, I, I love, love that him, gimmick. Though. I don't love understand him. why he's why he's like not regarded as you know. Anyways, but, his other his other moniker took over. Unfortunately, that's what all the but even at the mark. time people just thought it was silly. But I thought it was yeah. Great. Anyways, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was but, but no, was like cool. there's he has Papa Shango. Like I can think of like several really yeah. cool moments you know and i oh, yeah sure. i'm with you like everybody's like oh yeah that was corny i'm like but you i don't know how that got bigger. lumped into the corny category me neither like, me either but getting back to owen like in the USW when he won the belt that this is right a year before he would win king of the ring mm -hmm. he looked like a like a champion then so what um, was he wearing then um it was blue. It was real grainy footage if you get it on youtube okay real bad it's uswa so he was wearing this singlet blue singlet Blue single. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you're saying. Yep. Yes, yeah. yeah. So this is like bad quality because it's USWA. Yeah. They didn't have I can cameras it. out there, but uh, not a great match, but just something that stood out between these two guys. I but he was him. he was not wearing hammer pants though. That is, that is official. Right. He graduated from that. Yeah. yeah. So all right, give us a grade, Mike, before we move on for this. Yeah, one. C plus with this one. C plus. Wow, wow that's kind, generous. That that is kind. I that's agree. all because of uh, Mr. Owen Hart. Yeah, the couple things I got to see him in this match and. To do I respect that Owen. So moving on, we hit we hit Piper again. We head on back to Glasgow. We got him introducing his own match at WrestleMania three, taking on adorable Adrian Adonis. Yeah, Adrian Adonis, who was once a badass biker, like mm -hmm. ass Owen. kicker. Yeah, now uh, three hundred pounds of fluff. He's got the bleach blonde hair. Yeah. He's got the, uh, obviously, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. There he is again. He's all over the place in his corner. Um, what I didn't like about this, guys, was mm -hmm. how they had the new commentary yes. as opposed to the original yeah. commentary because it's like yes. Gorilla, who we love, obviously, we always want to hear him, and Lord Alfred Hayes on commentary, but they already knew what happened. Yeah. And I felt like that took away from a it little did. bit. Do you agree? Okay. It did completely. And sure. I'm thinking, well, you know why? Because Jesse, Jesse is in WCW when his uh, tape is released. So maybe that's why. But then later on his tape, Jesse's there. Like mm. he's on, he's on a tape. So it's not because of that. So whoever's brainstorm that was is a, you know, thumbs down. That definitely brought it down for sure. I mean, mm. you can hear, you know, Vince and um and uh Jesse in the background uh, calling his yeah. match. So, anyways, those always are awkward when they kind of have to pipe in the noise and stuff, and it's just always weird audio. Like, yeah, this tape, all the uh matches, you could tell that they were done back at Connecticut yeah. more than the last tape. 
Yeah. Um, they were they don't always sync up there. I mean, it's tough to do sometimes, but yeah, this tape here, they unfortunately don't, especially in this match. I mean, um, I would have originally given this match an A if I'm watching it like on original quality. So but what this is with the commentary, I had to drop it a whole whole grade. So I gave it a, a, a B. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here because I like the alternate commentary. Do you? Wow. Yeah, I like it. I do. You know why? Because I feel like um, it adds a fresh. I've seen this match multiple times. This Mm. gives me a different, I guess, sort of sense of even even though they're they're clearly acting like they know the result, which by the end of it, they were so exciting. So excited, I should say, Gorilla and Lord Alfred, like as if they didn't know. So like props to them for, you know, getting their energy level up i i liked it it presented a different type of thing and they would talk about it retroactive retroactively at times they would say oh yeah around this time you know blah 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 had happened like they weren't acting like they were live no yeah like they, not at all you know so i just thought it was kind of a different take they've done this with other uh matches like jim ross sat in for alternate commentary for some of his early wcw matches and wa matches um Anyway, this was Piper's choice, I guess, because because the fans were cheering for him for the first time. And that mm-hmm. yeah. that also made me think maybe he did really choose these matches, you know, legitimate. Sure. You know, Duke, how did you hate. feel about this match in like live time in real time? Um, I remember. Obviously, I wanted Piper to win. Um, yeah, I remember thinking, like, what happened to Adrian Adonis? Like, mm-hmm uh so obviously i hated him when i was a kid you know because that is what you were supposed to do you know um they made like that androgynous stuff weird you know like it it was very um they presented it like negatively so obviously as a kid that's how i perceived it you know um so i was happy with the result of course um it was weird to see piper as like a fan favorite like because uh, when I started, he was a bad guy. So, um, yeah, it was cool. Um, it was cool to revisit, like you mentioned, John. Like, we've seen this probably dozens of times by now. Um, that is a good point, you know, uh, from the other side of the spectrum, like you said, to get a different perspective. But for me, I just felt like knowing the match, like what was going to happen, it's kind of weird, like, to commentate on it. I don't know. Whatever the it- case if Bobby, if this was Gorilla and Bobby, yeah, different story. I think Lord Alfred brought this this match down. Mm. It's not so much that the voiceover, too much. It's the combination. It just didn't mm-hmm. fit. It felt like I was watching a bad, miss. What's that show called? Mystery Theater Three Thousand. Whatever that, oh, yeah, that show. Yeah. Like, Science like, Theater. Yeah, yeah, like one of them shows. Yeah. Like so, I think it was the combination, and Lord Alfred just didn't fit in this big big show at WrestleMania. He's a Coliseum yeah. guy, not a WrestleMania guy. If that mm-hmm. was Bobby and Gorilla. We're, we're talking about something different. It's funny because I'm not a Lord Alfred Hayes fan as far as his commentary, but throughout this journey that we're on right now, like I have become more of a fan of him and I actually do like Gorilla and him because we mentioned it before. You kind of feel like you're just listening to two guys like talk, you know, during their, while they're watching wrestling. Um, and Alfred Hayes, I think, has brought some stuff to some matches, like um, right, a lot of excitement and intensity. So um, it's not that; it's just like the watching of it retroactively. I think kind of threw me off, but okay. whatever the case, you said you gave it a B overall, Mike. 
Um, I'm sorry, a B, a B plus. B plus, okay. Yeah, so I was going to say um, about the match just a, a bit more because, sure. like, obviously the commentary is one thing, but I don't know if there's anyone that could hype up a crowd like Piper at this time besides Hogan. Um, this crowd was, like, insane for him during this match. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 92,000 going insane. And, um, you know, we already talked about Jimmy Hart, but his manager work here is – pretty superb like just his uh little weaselly ways you know <laughs> not bobby but um uh, kind of like cheating and then hiding under the ring and flying around and also adrian adonis for the man his size at this point he gotten pretty big bigger mm. and uh he would do the flare spot flipping over the yep. corner post very seamlessly like very agile and honestly man like piper is is usually like he's an unpredictable I guess a uh, worker. So he he'll lay stuff in, but they were like, really, there was times where Piper was giving it to him, man. Like they like, cause Adonis was a tough guy. He just had this. Oh, yeah. yeah. This you is know? like, I don't know any other Adrian Adonis at the time. And he, mm-hmm. he leaves after the, co- like the company after this, not too long afterwards. Yep. So I don't know about the tough guy until many years later. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is surprising. And going back, I love that. We talked about in the, the villains tape, um, which we reviewed. That was, I mean, I, I like that version of him for sure. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, at this time, this was a very short period, maybe a six month span that I actually got to watch him um, from the flower shop to, you know, to <laughs> this and Piper leaves too after this. Um, right. We mentioned why he doesn't have the belt a lot. I mean, he's always stopping going throughout his career, mm-hmm. which is a smart thing to do when you're getting paid, like paid, you know, do the six month stink, get out of there, come back, get out of there, come back. He, that's his whole career. Um, while he could have had the belt maybe for three months or so, but he just, that's probably why he never maybe wanted the belt back then too. I think Well, Piper was a family man. That's what it came down to. He wanted to spend time with his family. His wife Mm -hmm. talked a lot about that on his biography. Um, be sure to check that out. Those biographies, they do a really good job. Um, excellent. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's probably why, you know, he was so stop and go like he, he, I remember, um, I don't know if it was him that said it on like an interview or something, but he said he really wanted to be there for his kids. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, uh, his, so his daughter was actually on Ring of Honor tonight. Uh, oh, cool! Yeah, so it's good to see her getting a little bit of uh, airtime there. And she was on what the uh, treasures, the, uh, the treasures this past weekend too. Mm. So it's good, good to see her getting a little bit of spotlight. Yeah, yeah, and I want to say last thing on this match, um, post match reveal. The post-match haircut reveal when uh, Adonis sees himself is just great theater. <laughs> um, I, f- I freaking love this arena. I love this event. I love this stadium. I love the the everything about it. And we did our, you know, GOAT list. And we talked about greatest, you know, wrestler of all time. We, we, we're going to talk about great, greatest Matt technician, greatest this, greatest that. I think Piper's got to be the greatest entertainer in wrestling Ooh. history. Just do so entertaining. Like, yeah, he's, if you, like, if you notice both these matches that he's uh, the Mountie match and this match have been like maybe five, six minutes, right? But what five, six minutes this is like, we all we talked about this before. Duke said, uh, mm-hmm. it was a great like last week, something was a great six minutes, but two weeks ago it was not. So, not all six minutes are created the same, right? That's he makes right. every second, like him and Mountie made every second of that six minutes count. And so did him and Adrian Adonis, man. Like, they didn't have much They didn't need to be 20 minutes. And they did not meet. And a lot of his matches were like that because he's such a great entertainer. 
he gets ripped for not having good matches, but the guy, I mean, like Duke has said, he's a, I mean, the guy's got a background. He could have had that. I've even heard mm -hmm. the comments. How do you have a broken hip when he didn't do anything? Like stupid comments like that. You know what I mean? Oh God. Like, like, like come on, man. Like no, the quality of his stuff in that short time is great. Yeah. And I, I just, obviously I love Piper so much, but yeah. I also want to ask you guys. So this was the, was this the dawn of the barber? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's right, the right official dawn kinda, of the barber. Kind of stole my thunder right there. Oh, my bad. Thunder because, broke. uh, <laughs> I was thinking that like in the match, um, I thought you're, I thought that's where you were going when you were talking about the post match, but you know, he brings in Brutus Beefcake to help him. And Brutus Beefcake is actually the one that cuts Adrian Adonis's hair. And um, right. Piper actually, as we move on to the next segment, mentions that. So, oh, this, yeah. But that, I was wondering if that was a shoot. Was that legit? Like, he oh, really... I mean, do you remember Brutus? I don't remember him being no, called not... the barber previous to that, right? No, that was the first. Yeah, this is the first yeah. time for sure. And getting back to when he gets back, what he said, I didn't have, I was too spent from the match. I didn't have the energy. He to said, um, yeah, he said, I, I didn't want to touch that greasy hair, that's, lice that's infested hair, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. It. He's like, I had to bring in Brutus to do it for me. And he's like, there and I go. sent him on in a whole new uh, occupation or something like that. Yeah. So, Very yeah. Good, yeah, I mean, there's Piper once again, you know, so he takes care of business. And then just being with Piper, you know, he gives Brutus the rub. And mm -hmm. Brutus goes on to become Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Like, pretty, I mean, that's a pretty recognizable gimmick to wrestling fans, the bar. Oh, absolutely. You know, so. Let, this is the last Piper uh, match on the on the tape, you mm -hmm. know, spoiler, for the, for his little, um, I guess, profile. And uh, I just loved it, like, as far as him kind of picking these matches for us to, to go over. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was going to sidetrack with something about, um, at the end, like, being such a great entertainer and like how they reminded me because we do talk about like moxley on this show a lot and like remember when they made ambrose kind of we don't talk about moxley on this show but you can hear all about john moxley every week on talk elite presented by no solder wrestling podcast with this man john and our boy frank that's a weekly show where they only talk all elite wrestling so true. Go on, and, yeah, we do love our mocks uh, on that show. But but you notice how they tried to make like the Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, like kind of fun, like a little bit over the top, silly, like they were doing things where he was like spraying people with ketchup and mustard or anyway, I was watching Piper and I was thinking like he took silly stuff and still made it like cool and like fun. And, you know, um. I know I I don't know I, I, my point was like I think only he was able to to take silly shit and like really make it cool I don't know yep. Piper was just so once great. again we talk about unique we talk about one of a kind all the time and that's what makes you know the true greats and Rowdy Rowdy Piper is one of a kind yep. when whenever a wrestler passes away that I love I always kind of write something about them. Just because I like to, you know, represent um, and respect their legacy, you know, and say, hey, guys, like the Iron Sheik wasn't always only this crazy character that you see nowadays, you know, like he was an Olympic athlete, et cetera. And when Piper passed away, I was just kind of thinking, like, what describes Rowdy Rowdy Piper? It's one of a kind, man. Like, 
Nobody ever did what he did. Nope. Nobody ever even tried to sound like him except one guy. Here's a trivia question for you. What one wrestler tried to sound like Rowdy Roddy Piper? Give me the era. He was... He's kind of all over the place. In the World Wrestling Federation, he was the 90s. Hmm. But he really didn't do that Piper shtick. He did it previous to that. He was a doctor of desire. Hmm. He was a heavenly heavenly body. body. Yeah. Yeah, So it would be Jim. Yeah, I I have no idea about that. Well, again, look who his brother is, and his brother does a perfect Piper impression. So there you go. Look up old yeah. Tom Pritchard yeah. and you'll see the way he spoke. It was oh, like that's Piper. funny. I, yeah, I definitely I couldn't yeah, even, I, I don't even know that. Tom Pritchard even talking. Like, you know, I mean, in yeah, my head, I mean, it was Dr. probably USWA, I want to say, where I okay. saw him doing that, but he would definitely talk like Piper. But yeah, wow. we'll that's talk about Piper call. for four hours, right? Um, that's funny. We got to move on, guys. One more thing about Piper, just, to, sure. just how iconic it is when somebody dies, like you remember where you were. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, I was, I remember I was coming on my way home to, uh, from Puerto Rico to Philadelphia. Mm. I seen the Eagles in Puerto Rico. I have it. I see the Eagles United Airlines uh, plane. And I got the the news that he passed away. And I remember I texted you guys. It was, it was, mm. it was but that's, I, that's how important that moment was. Yeah. 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 Young, young, young passing too. Yeah. What was he? 61, something like that. He was uh, 59, I think. Oh, man. That's ridiculous, man. Yep. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. to truly one of a kind. Like, you can't say that a lot in wrestling. You know, even our boy Hulkster, all the stuff he took from superstar Billy Graham, you know. um, But Piper did it his own way, man, for sure. So. As I said, after that match, we go back to Piper. He explains how he set Brutus off on a whole new occupation. And then we get into something that we all marked out for previously on this one, on this Coliseum Classics, the fan request. The one that that, uh, we always think about, like, what if they said our name? And it was immortalized on, you know, a Coliseum home video, like, Imagine being that kid, you know, you'd freak out. So it's a fan request from JB Franklin, the second, the second, the second. He initially said the third, he corrected himself. Mm-hmm. It's JB Franklin, the second. He was from St. Louis, as Roddy Piper would say. And this fan requested, Mike, I thought of you immediately for this match. Davy Boy Smith. The British Bulldog taking on The Undertaker. Yeah. This one, what, as I what said. What great taste by J.B. Franklin, the second. How about it, pal? Let's get What, like, better. a really good creative, t- you know, t- clearly uh, a, a, probably a worked name and a worked fan <laughs> mail, but hey. You <laughs> know. Yeah, you never know, man. Come on. Let me keep the dream alive. All right. All right. So this one, once again, it's Sean Mooney and Lord Alfred Hayes on commentary. As I mentioned, from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Mike, like I said, I thought of you immediately because, you know, Davey Boy is one of your guys. So why don't we start with you and what you thought of, number one, 
this request, this matchup, and then take us into highs and lows. Yeah, when we talk about Coliseum home videos, a match like this is what this is my childhood right here. Like this is one of the matches that I always remember back then, and I spotlighted it. I mean, I definitely marked out for this match a hundred. But as soon as I Me seen too, it was on there, and uh, it did not disappoint me at all i mean whatsoever i don't everybody probably doesn't have that same you know uh i've seen a couple grades on this after i did everything like people like reviewing it and stuff like that hmm. and giving it like half a star and some like oh, ridiculous wow. stuff oh, like wow. that like i think that's just total disrespect i mean these guys <laughs> were i mean money right here this is a big time master coliseum home video and the people in new york were um you know is this where this was and yeah this was in new york we're very lucky to see this in person so Paul Bear. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I said it was in St. Louis. That's where J.B. Franklin was. Yeah. J.B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is um. Yeah. Paul Bear. J.B. Franklin. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for putting this into our lives, man. Without you, I mean, where will we be? <laughs> J.B. Yeah. I mean, Paul Bear was right on point too with his characteristics at and uh, the outside. I mean, this match was perfect to me. This Scream Coliseum home video was perfect in every which way. Um, I'll let you guys talk more about it. I'm going to throw my grade Ooh. out right there and then let you guys talk about it. It was a, a pure A for me. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's that uh, There's that personal preference, you know? Well, what? to me, we're talking about being entertained from beginning mm -hmm. to end. And I was entertained from beginning to end. I mean, in reality, there's two, yeah, there's two matches on here we already seen a million times, too. I mean, so... Well, that's the wrong, thing, man. Yeah. I, I, I'm i with you on the fact that, like, what an interesting match this. I was looking forward to this more than any other that I've done on the show with you guys so far. When yeah. they announced it, when Piper announced J.B. Franklin's choice, I was like, really? Davey Hold Boy on. versus The Undertaker. Hold on. Yeah, man. Your yeah. most anticipated match or your most anticipated fan request match? Match. Holy smokes. Dude, it's such an odd match that I honestly mm. don't didn't think happened because it's look early taker is uh, always oh Coco Beware Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. This is an early taker match that no yeah. one will ever talk about because why would they? Primetime wrestling. Um, I I mean look, I just love the the idea of this match, the execution. Mm -hmm. I'm with Mike. Like I enjoyed the heck out of it because this was Taker who was more slow and plodding. It wasn't like super agile Taker, but the aesthetics, I always go back to that. And the sounds, I always go back to that. It's like the t the chiming of the bell was different back then. Like if you guys noticed, like it was a little more eerie. It wasn't all crisp and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. Oh, I've... his his music, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that. Like it was very ominous. It was slower. Ominous you know, is the word I was thinking of. It yeah. was it was slower too. Like you mentioned. Mm -hmm plotted out there like it was very methodical i'm with you on that cool john and, do you know uh, when survivor series was that year was that that was in uh november right yeah would this be 92 or 91 91 because, because this match happened before survivor series which was his debut yeah. what and this is from 11 11 1991 and this is 11 27 91 now 91 piper or i'm sorry taker was fighting hogan for the title in 91 you're thinking of summer Survivor Series 90 uh okay 1990 was his debut okay yeah. after okay yeah okay. but regardless wow. he's only been around in less than a year so he's about to win the belt yes in sir weeks, in two weeks yeah after he knocks out this that. hall of famer right here 
Yeah. Unbelievable, man. This Hall of Famer, man. And listen, this is, I don't know about you guys. This is my favorite version of Davy Boy. Do you guys prefer short hair later, Bulldog? No. British Bulldog with dynamite? What do you like? I love this British Bulldog. I love every every version of him, even the jeans, as silly as that sounds when he came Me back. Me too. I, I mean, yeah. I'm a mark. I that's so, but if I have to rank them, this is probably number one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I and I love the Bulldogs as a tag team too. So that might be number two. And then the short hair, Camp Cornette was, you know, I still I, cool it was, though. It was cool, but it wasn't nowhere near the rank. It was a step down for sure. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, I mean, this is showing. I'm usually cool. out on, um, completely out on, um, white dudes and dreads. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just, gotta, they just don't. I, yeah. I gotta ask Mike because this was, oh, okay. Bulldog's one of your guys. Yeah. For sure. I have two questions for you. Yeah. Shoot. Why did he have knee pads around oh. his, like, uh, ankles? And why did that man have dreads? Yeah, I have no idea. I'm still trying to, like, did he go to Jamaica on vacation? Like Michael Scott? Yeah, I yeah, exactly. Like, did, <laughs> did Diana, like, braid his hair one night and he thought it was cool and never, like, took it, it out? It have been like, one of them things where he was just trying to stand out as a wrestler. You know how all these dudes would bleach their hair back then? You know, yeah. like even if you're like a big beer belly, you bleach yeah, your hair yeah. and call yourself beautiful. Mm-hmm. Bulldog just uh, had dreads, man, and I don't usually go for it. But did you guys like it as far as a look? Sometimes during the matches, it would get real sloppy. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I like it would just be like a sloppy look when the close ups. So if he's got like a sleeper hold on the bar, uh, Warlord or, you know, the full Nelson. Mm-hmm. So that was a 50 50 thing with me. I mean, that could have been Vince all day, too. You never know. Yeah, you know, saying what's weird is when it when he took it the dreads out and he um had long hair and like like yeah. little rumble ninety five or ninety. I don't like that. I don't Me neither. Like just like straight ally power. I'm I'm yeah, with nah. you guys. Like I think this is the coolest incarnation of him. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Like what do we know? You know, Stands out. I know everything usually, to do with him. So like usually a white guy with dreads is a very specific person. You exactly. Know? Exactly. This guy was not. He's a British man. He's a pro wrestler, and he pops in jacked. Yeah, what do we know? And his pants were super cool at this time. Like, and like you mentioned, like every incarnation of him is cool because it's fucking Davy Boy Smith at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like the dude was just like you said, jacked. He always looked cool. He was believable. He could work. I mean, the Bulldogs forget about it. I could talk for an hour about them like alone like how revolutionary they were like the stuff they were doing back in the 80s it's incredible man so i'm with you guys like i was as soon as they announced this match like i was super excited yeah. for it 100 i don't know that i'd give it an a but i enjoyed the heck out of it as well um but hey man I'm, I'm i'm glad that you you gave it the a so just yeah. a solid A, no A plus 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 Jimmy Hart style. Mm-hmm. Nah, this is for a match, yeah. And uh, I love how uh, when Paul Bears uh, said that the power of the urn compels you when he did that, like that yeah. felt like put yourself in a twelve year old shoes then or eleven year old shoes yep. and watch it. He's well, so Mooney weird. and uh, Mooney and Lord Alfred were trying to figure out who's in the urn during the commentary. That was yeah. their funny thing. Like they were wanting to know what's the what's the big deal about the urn, but also. Uh, I don't want to steal your your Thunder Duke with the finish, but Taker yeah, get into it. Taker winning by hitting him by hitting the Bulldog with the urn behind yeah. the ref's back. 
And uh, it kind of makes the man look weak going into a title match. What do you think? I know it's a heel win cheats to win, right? But this is the I, dead man. I think it was a respect thing for Davy Boy. You know, yeah. I don't think they wanted Davy Boy to lose clean. I think it keeps him looking strong. You know, yeah. this dead man needed to cheat. He hits him a nice looking shot, I thought, to the back of the head or neck area. Oh, yeah. And yeah. uh takes him down and I think he he folds his arms up, doesn't he? He does. He does. Do yeah. Just, does so like no tombstone, no nothing. Just a that I was a little disappointed on. There wasn't no tombstone, but it makes sense. Get him, get him while you can. And that's how he won the belt too. At uh, two weeks later, he didn't win cleanly at Survivor Series either. No. Well, he well, that's the thing. I'm on a chair. On a chair. Huh? On a well, yeah, tombstone, certain stones. I'm on a chair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying a certain uh, goat came yes. came by ringside. <laughs> Greatest of all time. Him. There. Yeah. Defeated stuck goat. His, stuck his three big goats nose in there. <laughs> three goats. Yeah. Right there. Three goats. Billy goats. Absolutely. So Billy. it's yeah. Like so two team. weeks in a row. He didn't win cleanly. I mean, he's a heel. So at the end he's of the day, that's the thing about pro wrestling is like, this is pro wrestling. This is sports entertainment. You don't, I mean, the winning straight up, the winning clean thing, like that's all good and well. People complain like, oh, that guy didn't win. But this is like when we were growing up, there had to be some kind of finish, like something involved in a finish, right? We, we like, it never used to bother me. Like it, it bothers people now, you know, like all that. Well, I think it, I think it depends. Like if you, you know, if you're on the precipice of like stardom, superstardom, you know, and like you kind of want that guy to, you know, let's say Daniel Bryan goes to, excuse me, WrestleMania and, you know, he doesn't get a clean victory in that match. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, hmm. Batista does something. I don't you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. instead of him just pinning him clean. I guess like, with the heels, though, you know, like with the heels cheating, like, I guess I'll never have a problem with. You know, although well, with this one, I was a little curious why it's using an iconic figure too in that urn. I mean, that urn. yeah, yeah, like Plus, using I the guitar. Yeah, it depends on the situation. You know, it depends on. You don't want to see the same finish all the time, right? Like, you don't want to see. I think it gets old when every heel is the cowardly heel, and it's the same thing every week. Cowardly, but... yeah, but they should be like like scumbags, right? Yes, one hundred percent, absolutely. Like, like beating you and like standing over you, beating you with a move and just being like, I'm tougher. Like, yeah. that's not what is that? Why you a heel? You're just better. Exactly. Like, no, I mean, that's definitely a lost um, art. You know, the, the thing that bothers me the most with heels nowadays are when a guy comes out and he'll make fun of the heel and the heel like laughs at him. Mm -hmm. It's like that's one thing that MJF does better than anybody right now. When somebody insults him, he reacts like mm -hmm. he's losing his mind. And, like, I love that about him. Yeah, he oversells it, if anything. Yeah, I appreciate that. But, hey, man, like, at least he's acting like he's upset about something, you know? Like, rather than, you know, somebody insults you and you, like, laugh it off. Like, you're not cool, dude. You're <laughs> a coward. You're a cowardly bad guy. Like, act the role. I'm with you. I'm glad Bulldog also was not placed in that body bag. Yeah, Post so... Match. After the match, Taker pulls out the body bag. Mm. He's going to send him back to Britain body bag style. But the Bulldog's able to fight him off, hits him with the big clothesline. Uh, Taker with that signature landing on his feet, which is so cool. Oh, you yeah. know, especially oh, for yeah. that version of The Undertaker, like the I dead man, version. how he just like is unfazed by that. But Paul Bear's like, all right, bro, 
that's enough. You got the victory. Let's head to the back. So definitely enjoyed this one. Um, I am another, surprised, however. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say another six-minute match that was good from beginning to end. Yeah, I mean, yes. it, was, it meant mm-hmm. something. So that's all. Sure. I mean, you give quality over quantity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, John, I'm surprised at you, though, that you would rate that match on your most uh, anticipated because... Uh-huh, yeah. This next one, hey, we have yeah. back to... We head back to the Rowdy Scott. He introduces this next match. And I was like, this is this is going to be A-plus city for John Boy. This is two of your guys here. It's the Texas Tornado. Carrie mm-hmm. Von Erich taking on Rick the Model Martell. And I was like, John is going to be <laughs> in love with this one. So I'm I'm actually shocked that that last one. Well, I'm just going sequentially home. here. Yeah, because if nothing else, this equaled or, you know, it was close to the same feeling because you're giving me a Martell tornado model versus Texas tornado right after. And I'm like, this is just two treats in a row. I mean, my opinion, right? Like, oh, yeah. And I mentioned HBK before as like one of the first heels I liked as a kid model would be in there, too. And I I wasn't (laughs) supposed to like him, you know, but I just something about him. I liked him. And uh, this was interesting to see this matchup because, yeah, two of my all time favorites for this generation, this era, and and all time, even I, I just think, you know, I like their chemistry too. I mean, we can get into the match, but I think they they worked well together. One thing, once again, before we get into it, this reminded me of the episode that we covered when it was um, Ronnie Garvin and Kurt Hennig facing off, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. once again, I'm like, wow, this is a former NWA World Champion and World Class. Uh, WCCW world champion against a former AWA world champion. Yep. And when you just and I think, think this is the that, only time they fought, um, you know, or the first time they fought, probably, right? They wouldn't have crossed paths as far as I, I could find. I don't know. Be, I mean, they did work together. AWA and WCCW did work together because um, they actually unified their titles when uh, Jerry the King Lawler, who you guys love, defeated. Carrie Von Eric for both titles uh, previous to this. Mm. Uh, the match is pretty cool, though. You should check that out. Yeah. It's one of those weird finishes. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just thought that was really cool when you think about because, um, you know, I get kind of nostalgic and uh, it's neat that these guys were former world champions now. Like, it also says how big I think the WWF was where these guys are in the mid card, you know, and I mean, they're world-class athletes. I mean, Carrie Von Erich, like charisma personified, you know, um, not great in the ring kind of, um, once again, I think he's kind of like a warrior man, not so clumsy, but he's not very crisp. He's probably out of the three Von Erichs at the time. He's probably the worst in the ring. But mm. Kerry just looked like a million bucks, mm-hmm. oozed charisma. And then on the other hand, you do have a world-class athlete, a world-class wrestler. Like I mentioned, former world champion Rick Martell um, and this new gimmick. This match, um, the look of this match screamed 90s. You know, it's uh, the purple and the neon pink on the other side. Just 
awesome times. I mean, I love the nineties, my second favorite decade, but super cool matchup. I was, I thought of you, John, as I said, um, I was like, John boy's going to love this one. So I did uh, love it. Did love it. Yeah. Loved it so much. Let's get into it a little bit more. Mike, um, highs and lows of this one. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't feel the same way as you guys did during this match. Uh, you don't think Tornado looked off during this match? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was off and he was out. Like, even the referee, it was Danny Davis at the time, I believe, yeah. was talking. Yeah, it was. He was, this is towards the end of him. He looked sloppy mm-hmm. and off. And now when I first heard this match, I was very excited as well. I'm like, I mean, Tornado was one of my favorites at the time. And so was Martel as well. Uh, but this match, I mean, he was... Martel was trying to do so much to combat his sloppiness. If you hmm. really zone in, yeah, because I watched the one. It was a short match, and I rewound it, and I actually had to watch it again because I was like, let me just make sure I was, you know, not too harsh on it. And it actually, well, got what worse was that? The what, time where did you feel like he was sloppy um, specifically? Because I thought, like, you know, his punches landed as always, the way he would land them, the clothes his lines, movements, I mean, his fa- I don't know. I think just his movements, his eyes were out to lunch. If you hmm. look at his eyes, that's like he all- was. That's all the time, though. Yeah, nah, this one here, you can tell he was on something during this match, and it's kind of really? disappointing. Like, I, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't feel that way feel, at all. Oh, I just I'm glad, think... I'm that, glad you guys got to enjoy it. Then. Yeah, I, just, yeah I didn't feel I'm, that way. And I wanted to enjoy it. I just feel like he was... And I feel like Martel was doing so much, and he had to mm-hmm. get some antics going on, even in the beginning of the match, when he went up to the turnbuckle and said, look at this body versus that body. Mm-hmm. Tornado was Looked like... great, too. Yeah, he was kind of like, I don't know, man. Something about him in the very beginning. I of the thought match. he had the uh, he had the arm bar on good. I thought he had the the wrist lock on good. I thought he was, I'm I'm partial because I did really like this match, so I'm only seeing the good in it, maybe. But maybe you were. Uh... Well, I mean, I'm I like both of these guys, but I yeah. was. I mean, I'm always come on. I'm a broadcast journalist. I'm always going to call it right down the middle, mm-hmm. and I didn't see any like slop or anything. I just. Carrie's not very good in the ring. I think that's. I don't. Think I don't know if I like even this. agree with that. Really, I, I think he was. I think Carrie's yeah. good. Like, I don't think he's great in the ring. No, not great. I thought not he was. Great. Yeah, I think he's good. Is he better than know? John Cena? Um, they. It's funny you say that because I kind of get like Cena tries hard, but it's kind of awkward. You know, and that's mm, kind of how I felt. A little uh, uncoordinated. Attack. Yeah, and also, by the way, Kerry Von Erich's missing half of his foot. Yes, this, at this exactly. Time. So you yes. know, uh, but no, I yeah. think I didn't. I didn't get like sloppiness or anything. And I, I respect your opinion, Mike. I'm just saying, from yeah. my point of view, I didn't feel that way. I just think that Kerry wasn't great in the ring, and he was what he was, and that was the result. But I still What's... enjoyed it. It's funny. I wanted to mention real quick because you said he was on his way out, Mike. Um, after this loop with Rick Martell, because mm-hmm. I looked it up on the database or whatever, and uh, Tornado worked with Skinner, and uh, you know, it's a few battle royals. But uh, then it was working with like Barry Horowitz, mm. Brooklyn Brawl, Brooklyn Brawler, a little bit with Nails, and uh, by then he was out. Man, it was. I uh, oh. Yeah, I think I somebody know. might have seen what I've seen in this match. I'm just telling you, man. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't know. Whereas the match we just talked about, I was hyped for they, and I gave it an A because everything came together. You know what I mean? And this match here, I was almost as hyped for 
and it mm. gave me a big disappointment. And I oh, love Kari uh, Von Eric. I'm not saying he's a version. I just love every. He's like a slower version of the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, he mm -hmm. slows things. He's a slower version of him. And this match here, I mean, like I said, I mean, disappointed. Well, hey, look, I mean, we could get to the finish in a minute. I just want to mention um, June 20th of 92, which yeah. would have been just a, like a month or two after this uh, match with, with Rick Martel. Philadelphia Spectrum. It was a house show. This is where Tornado was kind of on his way out. He fought the Bulldog. But where were you on June 20th in 1992? Because it filled up his spectrum. Wait, Rick's... what? He fought yeah. the British Bulldog? I'm sorry. He fought the Brooklyn Brawler. Excuse oh, me. Oh, I was going to say. That's awesome. I got the Bulldog on my mind. Why would that happen? Yeah. No. No. Uh, but uh, let me just tell you on this card. Filled up his spectrum, June 20th, 92. I don't know if you guys were there. I might have been. Who knows? Rick Flair. I wasn't there. Versus Randy Savage. Ooh. I wasn't there, huh? British Bulldog versus Repo Man. <laughs> repo, Repo. Undertaker versus Berserker. Mm. Nails versus Virgil. This is the house shows back then. Bushwhackers versus Double Trouble. Double Trouble? Double Trouble 1 and Double Trouble 2. Nah, -uh, really? Swear to God. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And what I month is this in? June. June 20th, 92. Yeah. So this is uh seven months after this match. Yeah, he's he's on his way out. Yeah, it's on his way out. Real quick, since you're talking about double trouble, I just have to say this one thing. So there was a tag team in the NWA called the Cruel Connection. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Cruel Connection. The one dude left. There was one guy. They were like Cruel Connection one and two. The one guy was then known as Cruel Connection. <laughs> one man. Connected to what? As Cruel Connection. But that reminded me of Double Trouble. That's Trump. great. Yeah. What a side. <laughs> what a sidetrack. Let's get to the finish of the match. My bad. So uh, I guess Rick Martell also forgot the rules. Mm -hmm. As uh, our boy, the Nasty Boys did earlier. Because he just took that atomizer and he sprayed arrogance all over the place. I don't I think he was probably trying to just ask him like his opinion on the fragrance. But it got into <laughs> his his face and his eyes and the ref called the bell. So the Texas Tornado takes home the victory. Mike, you said you were excited for it, but you gotta mm -hmm. keep it real. You're a broadcast journalist. Give it to us straight, brother. Yeah, C minus. Oof. Yeah. C and I feel like this match was cut short. And that's why that, that this match was cut short. I have a feeling too, for reasons, man. Tell me, go back and watch it. Wow, that's all I have to say. What? About that. I'm sorry. Well, C mean, man. Hey, man, it's up to your opinion, brother. I can't just look at the two guys. I'm not and give grading. Hey, I'm, I'm grading them. No, I know you're not. I, I know you're not grading. But does that hurt you a little bit? That grade, or I feel like this is. Um, I feel like this is uh, misguided. I think you're. You're. I watched it I twice, think... brother. I mean, look, I don't want to spoil the next segment, but did a snake get a hold of your arm and put venom <laughs> venom in your body or something at this time? Were you like a little hazy? Nah, man. Because uh, crystal I don't know, clear. Man. All right. Hey, it's your opinion. Hey, Listen, speaking uh, of snakes, another one that I thought of before, pal, Johnny. We get into this Jake the Snake Roberts segment. <laughs> and this is where this guy shows. Ah. <sighs> How a professional wrestling promo is cut. How a professional wrestling storyline should go. 
Um, brothers, Jake the Snake, man. Like, th there you go. One of a kind, right? Like, once again, this guy could... Like, I'm watching this as a 40 year old man and i'm like creeped out by him yeah. you know like it's so good i mean it's him basically talking cutting promos they're going they're then uh you know showing little vignettes of what happened you know in um various feuds of his john boy talk about it one of your all-time favorites jake the snake top five guy favorites. for you top five guy for me Greatest in-ring wrestler of all times, Bret Hart. Greatest career, arguably Hulk Hogan, right? Greatest entertainer, I just said Roddy Piper. The greatest talker is Jake the Snake Roberts. Woo. To me, it's not really up for debate. This promo, like this whole thing, the way he's kind of delivering it, he segues into the Adam and Eve stuff, the way he's looking at the camera, the way he talks, the way it's filmed. Everything about it is just so perfect. I won't steal all the thunder here because I know, Mike, you probably love this segment as much as me, no? I want you to keep on talking about it. This is your guy. I, I don't, mean, we don't I like just, him, but... Yeah. yeah, I just... I think this was... Look, first of all, Piper did rant about how his fear of snakes <laughs> before he, he got into it, and I'm right there with him. But uh, Jake's going over <laughs> the different kind of snakes he's got here, and, like, yeah. I mean... How creative, What do you man. guys think about... Yeah, right? What do you guys think about... Um, you know, Damien, and then we got Lucifer, which was the biggest one, right? Was Lucifer mm -hmm. even bigger? Yeah. yeah and yeah. then what about the what about the one he attaches to Mach? Do it's we remember? Boa. Yeah, it's Boa. Boa. Did it yeah. have a name? I don't. I don't remember. think was he it Damien named that. two or something. No, I don't Boa. think he named that one. <laughs> Boa. Like he shook their tails. Remember, yeah. like for the yep. Rattlers and stuff. But I think the only ones that he named were Damien and Lucifer. And here's a like. trivia question, guys. There we go. When he comes back to the World Wrestling Federation, coronation go around. Incorrect. Your revelation. Revelations. Revelations. Yeah. Good. Yep. Good call. The Revelation. big. My man was in his yep. biblical biblical phase. Yeah. Yep. I just I want to know what you guys think um about what I said. Like we don't have to get into lists, but like oh look, Taker, greatest gimmick of all time. Like, uh, but is Jake? If he's not the greatest, and I guess it depends what you're looking for as a. If you like The Rock and you like kind of um yeah some something like that a little more witty or if you like this guy but is jake jake's just my cup of tea the brian yes. uh, brian little brian gerwitz back there right now for jake <laughs> hell no so, so that's not rock's not in the in the equation then no Oof. well i mean jake was writing his own stuff he, all the top of his head take brian that Ger to this to this day <laughs> brian gerwitz and rock is it's i had him as a top 10 goat but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not my, you know, cup of tea. But he had his stuff written for him all day long to this day. So, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. He 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 um, just like a comedian has has something written for him. You have to be able to deliver it, right? It's hard to deliver. Yes. I could write you the funniest joke, John. You could write me the funniest joke, and I'm gonna bomb all day long because I know I don't Same. have it delivered. You know what I mean, so. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm with you, dude. That's a it's a good point, though. And yeah. I want to ask you guys, like, yeah. I'm watching this, and and actually, what I was thinking is, if I couldn't be any more kind of like trying to put Jake over, I'm thinking like, I'm pretty sure that all these wrestlers mm -hmm. who try to be in movies think they're good actors, and these stupid ass studios that give them roles, they're like, we'll make a dollar. But I'm pretty sure Jake is a better actor than most actors. 
like the way he delivers his lines and stuff. Like I think I he would have been the greatest actor, wrestler turned actor if he actually tried to do that. I just I don't think wrestlers are actors and I think that's where there's like this disconnect. You know, they try to go out and act like something that they're not. Like Jake was a character and that character was him turned up as they always mm-hmm. say you know what i mean like now like with some of these brutal promos like that we have to sit through it's because these people are trying to act mm-hmm. jake wasn't acting man no jake was so it was all in up. here yeah it was all and in here. exactly same thing, with, same thing with piper yep same thing with, and they're the two to me they're yeah. the they're the guys and I mean, like, was that Roy to rock? No, it's not Roy to rock. He knows what he went to a, an avenue. He knows it was going to work for him. So and he, he went with it. And props no, to him because I'm not going to sit here and put down the rocks promo skills, though. I'm talking more about like people that are straight up doing an act like right. like the Miz or something like that. Well, I, I sure. think the Miz is actually I don't like the Miz for shit, but yeah. like I don't think he's terrible on the mic. I don't. I think that you mm, do have wow. to. I don't because I don't I know. Think look, I agree to, with you. I'm just very, I'm happy to hear you say that. To have the Miz is quick witted. He's mm-hmm. spontaneous. Like you can't teach that. I'm talking more about, you know, like people that come out and cut promos that they're given a script and they're oh, like, okay. here, act like someone that you're not, Becky Lynch. Go out <laughs> and act like Conor McGregor, Becky Lynch. Here's right. Zoe Stark. Go cut a promo on Becky Lynch mm. on live TV when you've never done that before. Like, et cetera. It goes on and on, man. Like even the greatest current guy, like Roman Reigns to me, sure. WWE. And it's just like he's still just reciting some lines that Paul Heyman told him how to deliver. It's like like he's the greatest, but he's nowhere even in the world of a Jake the Snake, you know? Right, right. Whereas Cody, Cody, I think, has mastered uh, a good delivery of a promo. <laughs> Honestly, if we're being honest, I think he's, of course, one of the better, if not the best promo guys currently. Earmuffs, Frank Earmuffs. Yeah, Frank yeah. will say uh, that he is completely full of shit. If we're being yeah, honest, yeah, it's not. It's not talk about put them in the same category and uh, and crocodile tears, etc. Oh yeah. But anyway, here we yeah. go, straying away again, guys. Welcome to our four-hour podcast. This is a great segment, Mike. What'd you rate this thing? Um. This segment reminded me of with going into the different snakes, as you were talking about, remind me of the many um, mists of Muda. He had a, I guarantee mm. nobody probably seen it before, but the many mists of Muda thing. But this was the same exact like cutaways and stuff like this. And it was actually around the same time frame too. I think it was like 1991, 1992. Oh, wow. He did this over in New Japan. And I love that. This was like a 15 minute mini movie he did. But this oh, reminded wow. me of this. On a shorter note, that being said, A plus 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 plus. Keep on going. Infinity to be on. Yep. It's great, man. Mm-hmm. This does it I'm don't get you. no better than this. This is what I tuned in for. The Jimmy Hart thing. This the Bulldog Taker. This is what Kyle Seen home video is. When do you think this was? Well, like give me a general idea of like when this would have been recorded. Uh around a savage time. Yeah, for so sure. Give me the snake like a, was like a yeah, because, March of ninety two, because the snake was banned. He, he's like the snake will come, always will come back. Mm-hmm. The, he was mm-hmm. the snakes were banned from the ring at the time by Jack yeah. Tony. 
Okay, okay. I'm no, just he saying, wasn't. He, he he was in WCW in August of '92. Not very much. Oh no, this like, is at the end of Jake. This, this yeah, is at yeah. the end of Jake. Unfortunately, and it's like I was about Piper too. Like, imagine if Piper was in the WrestleMania Four tournament. Just puts a smile on my face, man. Imagine and if Jake. Imagine if Jake raises, doesn't go nowhere. It raises the prestige yeah. of that tournament. So, and if, if Jake doesn't go nowhere after uh, eight, which is 1992. Oh my God, I mean, that is such a darn what if. And he there. left, and he and he left for nothing uh, because it was. We talked yeah. about WrestleMania nine, maybe Mister Perfect being in that, or Macho Man Duke. You said Macho Man went in the Royal Rumble. What if Jake never left and Jake versus Bret Hart was the feud for WrestleMania nine for the WWF uh, title? That wouldn't that wouldn't have worked. No. Are you being just, serious? It wouldn't for that. I'm being what? It would not that's have worked. Maybe outrageous. Him versus Perfect, a heel versus Perfect as a mid card. Not as a main event, no. They won. Red Hart versus Jake the Snake Roberts for the WWF Championship. When did Jake? This Jake the that, Snake that, Roberts. Let me let me ask you a question. When did Jake Roberts ever main event anything, even a house show? But why didn't he? You asked answer me. I'm asking you a question. When's the last time? Oh, he okay. Did? Well, um, I mean, I mean, he, he did wrestled, WCW. He, he, he did Sting, WCW. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Versus Sting, and that, yeah. and he was gone two months later after that. So, point True. of story is that's not over step guy's boundaries he's not bret hart oh come on brother jake the snake couldn't main event wrestlemania 9 with bret was hart, he under gozuna was... could oh my god yeah that's a different show brother <laughs> hasn't even happened yet actually just a couple of... the promos listen, going into that thing oh listen, man i'm not i'm not talking about that i'm just being biased i listen you're talking to a guy that loves jake the snake roberts mm. I, him versus the taker was great but that was also a mid-card match when did jake mm. ever main event anything in the wwf Hey, look, that's also the way it's set up, brother. All right, let me just ask this, though. Yeah, sure. Did, did Jake have great storylines? Um, Always no, but a lot of times, yes. They weren't always great, So though. is it crazy to think that him and Brett couldn't have a great storyline? But look, you're talking about not. the, I mean, a top five goat of all time in Brett. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, but you're working with an all-time five goat in Brett. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say, so... Where's like why wasn't why wasn't hmm. Jake Roberts on your goat list then? But Roman Reigns was me. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Oh no, he. I mean, <laughs> well, my criteria I follow more like accomplishments, and that's unfortunately right. where Jake he doesn't get the titles or the Mania main events. But is he a greater you know professional wrestler than The Rock? In my opinion, yeah, he is. Like, like why wasn't Jake? Mile? Jake and Macho Man main event in the WrestleMania seven. Well, or... look, also Jake was set, if you believe it, to uh, you know go for the title versus Warrior before Warrior bailed, and he was going to get a main event run, you know, in '91, but uh, it didn't happen. Maybe on a house show loop, if that would have happened. Wait, Nobody are you ever... saying to me? Are you actually saying that you don't think Jake the Snake Roberts was a main event quality talent? We're not talking about quality. Did he have enough? opportunity and did no he, ever he didn't have it? the opportunities but what was he, he capable what in your doing mind? wrestlemania for a tournament <laughs> he he drawled yeah he did he drew i mean i love yeah. jake you're, you're getting me to talk bad about somebody but i also i don't want you to talk bad about it. i'm asking you generally. john does do you this, this is john i know does. everybody's place in the business bret hart is up here and jake roberts is down here who's a better talk oh that's jake. a low no it's not wow. because is he in your top 10 I mean, can we get it to like here? No, because that means he would be like number seven. Jeez. Jake the Snake Roberts is a top twenty-five greatest wrestler of all time on anyone's list. He was on yours, right? 
correct. Brett? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, sure. So you think of so him Brett, in the top 25 right, ever right, of all I, time. And I had, Brett, main eventer? I had Brett at like number four and Jake was like 22. Hmm. But there's, still, a there's about 400 behind them. That... Accomplishments. What did we're going to move past it? We're going to move past it. All right. Sorry. Past it. A plus plus plus. I a plus plus plus. I nice. love the guy. There it is. We all love Jake the Snake. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Jake the Snake, be sure to go out and watch some more. Real quick, I did want to touch on during this segment, they did show the infamous snake bite segment mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. him and Mach, which was just crazy man like i remember watching that as a kid and that snake really bites Mach. it really does bleeding they axed it out on the tv and everything like it was crazy nice can I ask a question absolutely do you um this is for both you guys that was a great feud right absolutely what what show did that main event uh tuesday saturday night, night texas well both saturday night's main event and tuesday in texas that's like it was not the like, main event though exactly yeah so that's like a rampage nowadays. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? There was no money in that. They didn't they didn't put it at why didn't they put it at Survivor Series? Woo! Survivor Series. Why did they not main event at Survivor Series that year? It's at the same time frame. Did you ever hear of Hulk Hogan? <laughs> okay, so this is what we're talking about. Yeah. This is the reason why Jake the Snake was not a main event guy. I mean, like many men weren't in that era, right? Like who did Hulk Hogan who did Hulk Hogan uh main event at that Survivor Series? <laughs> Undertaker. Okay. So I'm just that's just my, my whole point. This is what I'm trying to get at. He's a great talent, but he didn't have it's it all about the booking, man. You book Jake versus Hogan in that WrestleMania in that Survivor Series main event. It works. I mean, I don't think anybody wouldn't want to see it. Like in a fan, like they would pay to see it. Tuesday night in Texas. Tuesday night in Texas, him and Mach fault. Did they main event? No, you're talking about the facts. They did not. But I'm just okay. asking you, like, with your opinion, could I he speak have the truth, man? Could he have? Trust me, I speak the truth. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Next segment. Waiting, That's a segue. I was waiting for it. Real quick, though, John, since you are such a fan of Jake the Snake, um, give us something for somebody listening. You know, for the first time, hearing about Jake the Snake Roberts, in, in case they were living in a cave somewhere, perhaps in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Give us one thing to watch of Jake the Snake. Oh man. Um, I would have to say besides the snake bite with Macho Man. Nope, you because... can say anything. Hmm. All right, I'll give you the one thing. Jake the Snake Roberts prepping the warrior for his mm. match with the Undertaker. Watch these vignettes. When he's trying to show Warrior how to kind of become one with the dark side, those are a gem. Those mm -hmm. are a thing of beauty. That's what I would check out. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. There you go. So we, our our current grade for that from our professor Zern A plus plus plus. Be sure to check that out. Mike, would you call that one a crunch classic? <laughs> Mega crunch classic. Wow. All right. Colossal. Crunch classic. Trust me. It's a good one. <laughs> All right. So after that brilliant segment, we're going to go on to another brilliant segment. Kick it back <laughs> to Piper. He's going to introduce. Now, strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen, because this next one. Ready. It's a battle here. It's going to be that old Skinner 
taking on the aforementioned Jim the Anvil Neidhart with that awesome theme music. Um, and the same ring gear. Same ring gear. He's still rocking the hammer pants. Uh, oh, my gosh. Skinner looks like he came from... I don't know if he was uh, if he was out in a swamp somewhere, if he was doing some fishing, if he was... Uh, I'm not sure. Where do you think he was coming from? Do you think he Skinner? was like once a respectable guy like wearing dockers and stuff and like he got jumped maybe on the way to his match and that's why he was all torn up i think skinner um i think he just did this sort of wrestling thing as a side job mm -hmm. he was really in between hunts okay. you know in, be in between um i guess the next kill or the next skin where he would skin the next animal just, you know, there's there's big this is took place in Cornwell, Ontario, and there's some a lot of big animals of skin in Ontario. So definitely. he kind of like traveled the states and even Canada to get his kills. And in between, he needed to make Stopped a couple off extra, for a match. Couple extra dollars. Listen. Yeah, that's right. He and don't even change. He just goes right out to the ring. Yeah. All tongue in cheek, were you guys a fan of Skinner? No. No, I no, was so. no weird enough. <laughs> I was really wow. I'm being I was scared of Skinner. I'm I still walk into this match. I mean, not Nightheart, but I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. well, Skinner's out here. Like, <laughs> I just like the whole gimmick, like coming out with yeah. the whole deal. Um, I had no idea who Steve Kern was when I was a kid. Yeah. So um, this is all I knew about Steve Kern. Right now, did you did guys have any knowledge yeah. about him? Okay. Oh yeah, fabulous ones I did just from the uh, tapes, but uh, um. Yeah, I was not excited for this match because Nightheart is not a singles wrestler, as we all know. Mm -hmm. And like I say, you sloppy in the first match. Um, and this is going to continue in this match as well. This was not a um, not a good match for either either gentleman. I don't even think we need to spend too much time on it. Well, for those that don't know, yeah, uh, Skinner in this mm -hmm. match, um, his gimmick was like he was like a crocodile hunter. Yeah, he would come out tobacco everywhere. He actually spit tobacco in Owen Hart's uh, face. Yeah, when they faced off. But um, for those that don't that don't know, Skinner was previously Steve Kern, a member right. of the Fabulous Ones in the AWA, with Stan Lane, who was also a member of the Midnight Express. Sweet Stan Lane, the uh, right. I guess it would be the third incarnation of the Midnight Express, right? Because it was. Be the third Randy one, yeah. Rose, Dennis Condry, and then Condry mm -hmm. and Eaton. Um, so there's uh, I mean, that's pretty neat for Stan Lane to have that claim yeah. that he was part of like two pretty prominent tag teams. But anyway, like you mentioned, we don't have to spend too much time. I did just want to fill people in on who Skinner was. Take have on, any gimmicks? Did he have any gimmicks after this? Um, I don't think so. I want to say he uh became a trainer and stuff after this i believe Did he put so. any makeup on after this or about a year later after this oh you're talking about a gimmick that we weren't supposed to know yeah like stop clowning around just tell us <laughs> he was the uh second doink at uh, wrestlemania 9 and he was uh also versus uh uh who else did he fight he was the second clown he was at uh, what other match we just watched this match when was, it was, a, was it Crush? I mean, besides Crush? Oh, Crush was, yeah, Crush had a match versus somebody, one of these... Uh, Shawn Michaels from 1993? Yeah. Oh, King of the Ring? About King of the Ring? Oh, yeah, King of the Ring. 
Yeah. So yeah. King of the Ring, right. and there's two doinks out there. One they of come them strutting down. Yeah, Steve Kern was one of them guys. Yeah, one of them too. There he is, Steve Kern. Skinner. Yeah, I only had the note that um, at one point I think he swallows the, the tobacco in this match by you know like as a as a spot and uh, Anvil grabbing his beard was just you know to kind of I just didn't like these two together and um, mm-hmm. when I said last week just to revisit my prediction A plus I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure and guarantee this is an A plus tape just based on my excitement level. <laughs> This didn't help because this felt more like, um, man, Anvil, we got him earlier in the new foundation. Then we get him in a singles match. I love Anvil. I love Natty. Love the hearts. But uh, you said it. He's not the greatest. I think it's the gear, man. Put a different gear. And I'll actually, I'll probably <laughs> be a little more, than more that, invested. Yeah. It's right. more than that, yeah. That would help, though. The, 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 the gear. Right. You just wanted this to be an A+, plus, man. You know what I, mean? I know. I was just trying to think. Stop. Well, Cold. we said we weren't going to spend too much time on this, but we're spending a lot of time on it. It ends up, it goes the distance, guys. They're Jeez. brawling on the outside. There's an abrupt ringing of the bell. It's a time limit draw. And uh, I wonder if that crowd was upset that they spent, what was it, 15 minutes of their life watching that match. Mm. Yeah. Mike, give it to us straight. That's a D. It's a D for dumb. That's fair. That's fair. And hey, by the way, I didn't really say my grade yet for this show, so it may very well still be an A+. That's impossible. You got to wait till the end, ladies How? and gentlemen. I know how's you guys it, how's are impossible? all... Uh... You got to give me the... that Jake the Snake promo? Yes, it was an A+, but that no, doesn't no, count. Plus, we talked plus. And we talked about each segment is not rated on the same level, so we'll talk later. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk later. See you later. We're going to head back to Roddy Piper. Roddy uh, introduces this next match. It's Hacksaw Jim Duggan Mm. teaming up with Sergeant Slaughter, who apparently got his country back after begging for it. He Mm. did want his country back. Taking on the colossal connection, no pun intended, Hmm. of the earthquake and the typhoon the natural disasters. This one was a Coliseum home video exclusive, ladies and gentlemen. The only way you could see it was on Crunch yeah. Classic. Not Classics, as we previously previously said. This is Crunch Classic, singularly. And I don't know why, but that's well, what it's called. Well, because when they first did the tape, you know how you build around WrestleMania, you got your main event? Mm-hmm. This was the match that they had. That's why it's an exclusive match. This mm-hmm. was the first match they had on the card. So this is what they were speaking about, the Crunch Classic. And then okay. they filled in all the other little tidbits. All right. Well, let's see if this one is a Crunch Classic. Okay. Um, as I said, Calcium Home Video exclusive. Uh, we got, of course, once again, Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart making his presence known with these natural disasters. First off, before we get into this match, um, this was after... Slaughter turned his back on the good old U.S. of A. He went, he was an Iraqi sympathizer, won the World Wrestling Federation title, so I guess it worked for him, right? But he he realized the error of his ways. Mm-hmm. He comes on weekly, begging. He wants his country back. Of course, the United States being the greatest country in the world. We took him back. We accepted him. 
And what better way to be accepted than the team with our resident patriot, Hacksaw Jim Duggan? On the other side, what did you guys think of the natural disasters? Did you like them as a team, John? Uh, you mean two tons of fun? Yeah. <laughs> because that's what Roddy Piper called them. I'm not, I'm only relaying what he said. Roddy Roddy Piper called them two tons of fun. <laughs> did I like the natural disasters? No. Did I like, did I think that they were on the level of a, um, you know, another man, man we've mentioned lately as a, as a great interrupter? Yes. The great, the natural disasters interrupted a tag team division, in my opinion. Um, it's easy to put those two together. It's a cool name. It's a cool theory. But um, I think Earthquake was, John Tenta was, um, I think, kind of like, hindered here i i don't think he really mm. needed to be uh with the big tugboat it just i i would have preferred quaker as a uh, singles guy still but what do you guys think i don't know well i like the pairing of uh these guys they wouldn't last too much longer as a team anyway they would actually turn babyface not too long after mm -hmm. this like a month or two after this match um never understood that either yeah mm -hmm. they would fight money incorporated at wrestlemania 8 um but I like both of these teams, the pairings. I like the Slaughter, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan pairing a lot. I yeah. like the, the Natural Disasters pairing a lot. But combined in a match, chemistry-wise, mm. I just don't think this worked overall. Uh, mm -hmm. To be featured as a main event on this beautiful tape, right? This A-plus tape, John called it. This is your main event. This is 20% of your grade right here is relying on mm. these four guys. What, what you got? What do you got, John? I need to hear it. Real quick. Yeah. If mm -hmm. I can just intervene about the natural disasters. Um, tugboat, I thought that shit was ridiculous. Like, even as a kid, that mm -hmm. that gimmick, like, marching this poor guy out in this, like, it reminds me of, like, um, someone that works at, like, a restaurant or something. Like, the tugboat. Like oh, and like a, like, uh, the, like a bad uniform? Yeah, like the silly hat they marched them out with right, so right. like you know hulk hogan was a bad friend as we know and eventually tugboat saw the error of his ways he had to turn on him and he ended up teaming with the quake so like i'm i'm not like this big natural disasters fan i'm not going to act like i was but i do think that like you said john it made sense two big boys um naming him typhoon is way cooler than tugboat and once again, the aesthetic, like if guys are in a team, wear the same thing. So I know that, you know what I mean? Just simple things like mm -hmm. the, the audience make it easy for them, you know, and you knew these guys were a team. They just had like, I'm big on symmetry as well. So like, that was cool for me. Like I thought they looked cool. Um, Like you said, the, the face turn was weird, but I don't know if you guys remember it's because Jimmy kind of started favoring his other team over them. So they got pissed off and that's how that became. But I thought they were kind of cool, you know? Um, and like you said, Mike, the, on the other side, I mean, how do you not once again, like I, I am a hacksaw fan, like um, in all his forms and slaughter. I mean, I've really come to respect him as time goes on, just his work, his selling, like he's really good, man. So I was strangely, into this match i i probably i'm not gonna give a grade that's your job zern but i did enjoy this one probably more than you guys did just i don't know i thought it was neat i thought it was an interesting pairing so 
John, do you have anything else on this match before Mike gives us a great? Um, no, I thought it was weird. I'm not weird, but uh, you could hear some audible uh, LOD chants throughout, mm. and I know that they were Mike. Were they building towards WrestleMania eight here LOD. against LOD's not around? They're absent. They're going to come back at WrestleMania eight. They're right now. They're looking for their childhood friend right now in Chicago. Oh, <laughs> Little Rock. Okay. The missing piece, and they're gonna find that missing piece. Uh, but wait, so wait, LOD was not around, but the crowd was chanting LOD. So there was a smart well, no, 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 no. They're there, yeah, they were company, here. but oh, right. they, okay, they, gotcha. they were gone for a little bit of time, is what I'm trying to say. They want to go find their their guy. Yeah, um, right. yeah, so okay, that's yeah. that. Uh, I, I I was gonna say that, and also um, it wasn't just Piper digging on the natural disasters weight, you had uh, Alfred with several fat jokes <laughs> talking about uh you know how he's wondering if earthquake had his breakfast or lunch yet and uh they just couldn't help themselves man they're just they're going in uh, uh, alfred the known bully and uh that's why piper smacked his face on that uh, yeah TV. how about that but um also i want to mention you know uh a lot of non-finishes on this tape which mm -hmm. wow we'll talk about it at the end a very random ending to this one um and I also was wondering, Slaughter and Duggan, technically two random guys put together in a team, you could say. And it worked. Like, one of the better random pairings, I think. You know how they just take guys and put them together? This one kind yeah. of, like, it worked, you know? You, you said it, too, because it's obviously a good old US of A. But, yeah. Yeah. This seemed like a, uh, I don't know, a contractual obligation for... Uh, to get them on this tape because they were on the, on the front of the, the cover or something like, I, I don't know what, what was the reason to have this as the feature. Well, I when Jimmy Hart's your manager, mm. you get, get you the top billing, bro. You're you right. get your own time magazine, your own people magazine. You're on the front cover of crunch classic. This is what happens. Movie could not get them. This was the dark match of a Saturday night's main event. He couldn't get them on that Saturday <laughs> night's main event, though. Mm -hmm. But he got this, you know, for us um, to review thir some 35 years later. Two second um, trivia question. Do you know who the third member of the Natural Disasters was supposed to be at this time, known as Avalanche? Mm. Who would go on to be Avalanche would be Earthquake, right? But Avalanche, this, he's Canadian. Was he on the roster? No. He's from, uh, he was in Stu Hart's territory. Oh, Muffet Singh. Yep. Bastion uh, Booger. Bastion oh. Booger. So he was nice. supposed to be the third member there, and he would later, a year later, uh, Jim Ross would get him hired via Stu Hart, you know, coming along. Uh, Stu Hart put his uh, stamp of approval on him several times, and Jim Jim Ross finally got him hired, hmm. and then they clowned him. They that said would not they, have worked. No, nah, it wouldn't have, but supposedly the guy uh, had a lot of – Supposedly, the guy had a lot of talent, and they didn't go with it because it was Jim Ross's idea, and they wanted to, you know, crap on him at the time. But either way, Friar well, Ferguson didn't is it, work out. Is it fair to say that he it's cooler than Friar Ferguson or Bastion Booger? You know what I mean? Ab like absolutely. But I was I'm gonna like to see that. that. I think yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. So just a little tidbit there. Yeah, I had this match at a nice. at, at a C plus. C plus a yep. C for crunch, right? Yep. Wait, uh, wait one minute. You yes. had this at the same rating as Rick Martel versus the Texas Tornado. Absolutely. Wow. Hey, man. John, are you familiar with Metallica at all? You ever heard of them? 
Um, I know about the Sandman from ECW, so I've heard them through. So him. there's this band but... called Metallica. They have this song called Sad But True. Mm. And listen, Mike. They is also have a song only... called uh, Nothing Else Matters. So that's true. <laughs> you just put two <laughs> guys in the ring and nothing else matters. It's an A, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that's the final true. match, guys, on mm. Crunch Classic. We kick it back wow. to Piper. He so random. Us, he sends us off. I enjoyed that match. I know it was silly. Let's talk about the ending. The ending where uh, Earthquake has Jimmy Hart's uh, megaphone. Uh, Typhoon's holding him, holding Slaughter. Yeah. He he picks it up. He's thinking about wailing him with it. And here comes the old hacksaw with the two by four. Lays it across Earthquake's back. The ref sees him, calls the bell. Chaos ensues. Listen, man, it's like in the NFL. You know, they always catch the second one. You know, unfortunately for the for the hacksaw, he got caught. Mm. It's a disqualification victory. Once again, Jimmy Hart, right? Uh, assuring that his team comes away with the winner's purse. Yep. Natural disasters in the main event of this tape. Take it home. Mike, judging by that C plus, you would say this was not a crunch classic. It was not. No, I I was entertained, like you said, just you know, just a combo as a as a good uh, tag team match, just like the other ones. Adam the same reign as a tag team match. Um, was not a main event, you know, for a tape though. This should have been placed placed in the middle. Yeah, kind of like uh, Jake Got Snake it. Roberts placed at the middle. <laughs> Before John has a panic attack, we're gonna send it back to Piper. He wraps it up, puts a nice bow on it. Fellas, you got anything else to say before we wrap this episode up? The Crunch Classic. This guy. He's got the hit. I can't look at Mike on. anymore. I just got to. He gotta can't look at me when he has to say this This tape was an A+. Plus those well. are, yeah, those are actually black glasses, so he can't see anything. The yeah. rose color. Oh, I got, you know, protective <laughs> vision. Like, rose color. Rose like color, right? <laughs> Adam. Not rose <laughs> These these are what what they call it. This is a nod to uh, another great Jake the Snake feud versus Rick Martel when he had a uh, little arrogance in the eyeball. Two great That's wrestlers, match. both matches or both guys you kind of diss tonight. Model Real quick, Martel, though, Jake how come Roberts. how come when uh, when Kerry got sprayed with the arrogance did he not get it? Did he close his eyes? How come he didn't lose the, the win factor? Sight? The win factor okay. was yeah. blowing. Yeah. Is it because of like he's the tornado, so he kind of has like a protective shield around him? You know, well, there's always right? wind blowing in a tornado. Okay, it's always spinning it around. I thought you know, that stuff. The funneled it funneled the arrogance right out. We're at the <clears> end, <throat> fellas. We're at the end of this tape. This is the I can't wait. It's it's time. We gotta we gotta keep it real with the audience. Drum roll. You know, this is why people are tuning in. Be sure to follow us along every week, guys, with the Coliseum Classics. We're watching and reviewing all Coliseum home videos. We want you guys to take the trip with us. Uh, as I mentioned, this was Crunch Classic. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Ultimate Warrior 89. So be sure to cue that up in your Peacock. Put it in your favorites. Ride along with us. Take a look at the Warrior Man. Who wants to start, boys? I'm gonna... Can I start? You start. I'm going to get on the edge of my seat right here. Okay. Catch. For John. Okay, there, Duke. I'm going to start grading this Crunch Classic. Uh, 
Mm -hmm. From WWF Coliseum Home Video, my grade overall was a B minus. You're a smart man. Great. And I'm going to let John be the main event. He's the main, he's a showstopper of this, this show right here. So <laughs> I'm going to give my, uh, my uh, overall grade. So I also give a grade out for the production, the match placement, mm -hmm. the host, everyone all put it together. I gave that an A. The only reason it wasn't A plus because of that main event. That should have been placed somewhere else. But A for overall. So that goes into the factor. Mm -hmm. um, that's uh, overall the show I had at A, B minus as well. And 80.6, B minus. Wow. So, John Duke, Boy, I mean, we're too. I'm just going to put this right out there right now. This yeah. show was an A plus. Wow. If you take away four of the matches, yeah. but you can't oh. do that. So, it's a B, a solid B. There's no B minus. There's no B plus. It is a B. Straight, Respectable. Straight through. I can now consider you still my friend. Thank you very much. <laughs> and and Thank more important, more importantly, a broadcast journals, right? Yeah, it's try to keep it real, man. You know the heart in the head. Yeah, his integrity would have been questioned, let's be honest. I can't right. listen to so, Is there anything that you guys thought you may have seen on this one that you didn't get to see that maybe would have pushed it over the top for you? Um, what do you mean by that exactly? Yeah, anything. I was gonna say is there any for me. It was missing. The best there is. The best <laughs> there was. The best there ever will be. You know why? Pop, pop me in a bread heart. Man. Know it. I'm gonna you I'm gonna do it. the triple threat of disrespecting people today because he was in a tag team. Right. Yeah, yeah, I might as well. You might as well. Yeah. No. No, listen. This 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 team has so much potential. Because he was right now he was in between being a tag team guy mm -hmm. and in between that IC thing. Yeah, I'm saying well, in between. I, I think he won the World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam 91, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, but some of these matches were before that. There's one couple matches that were before that. Okay. And then when did it he, leads until, yeah. Well, when he defeated the old uh, nature boy, Ric Flair, in Saskatoon, uh, that was, what, in 92, the same year this tape was released, right? So... I feel like, you know, I know it was later that year, but uh, I think he was on his way. Look, we could have got a hitman on this match on this tape. It would have brought it up a bit. I think you could take out three of these matches. If I'm going by just the, the host and Jake, which is Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Jake the Snake's mm -hmm. promo, model Rick Martell versus Texas Tornado, Undertaker versus Davey Boy Smith, A plus for me. But you got you to gotta factor in all this other stuff. Gotta factor I know why Brett wasn't on this tape because he had his own Coliseum Home Video tape released two months after this so okay. there you go right i was thinking that too his own tape i'm being serious when i say that yeah all right okay Mike, i'll say listen uh, we know you're serious bro you're like lance storm yep right if you can be serious for a minute <laughs> it's a shame it tapered off you know because uh even even seeing matches i had already seen from 92 rules royal rumble and wrestlemania 3 right i'm fine with it because it was mm -hmm. you know piper at his best but uh man they just threw a couple stinkers in there that had no finish they were bad kind of uh matches that had bad endings so mm -hmm. yeah. being real hey it's still b watch this tape watch this vhs classic uh, so many things in this tape that i would oh yeah jimmy Hart. speaking of which let's not i might hold change my grade there. hold on there pal. i might change my grade hold on there nah it's locked in 
They're it's locked not the final till we sign off. It's no, we're locked as soon as you we say put it, it in two minutes. Submit. It's done. Quick. We submit. got our we got our off the camera guy. He's got everything logged in. <clears> it's I can't locked in. Plus. It's a B for you, pal. It's a B for you. What I do want though, before we go, mm -hmm. we got to talk about the star of the tape. Good point. This is something we've been doing every week mm. as we watch yeah. these Coliseum home videos. Each week, we're going to name the star of the tape, the MVP of the tape, if you will. No pun intended. Yep. Montel Vontavious Porter. We're talking about on this tape, who was the star? I'm going to start because you guys keep stealing my heat every week. I try yeah. to get it in. Not I just fair. sound like a I sound like a lackey, like a wannabe. I'm going to tell you right now, my star of the tape, surprise, surprise, once again, that mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, brother. Oh, wow. That is a surprise. He, he stole That's it. A surprise. That's some stiff competition this that week, was, Jimmy Hart. That was going the up against. best. That was the, that was the most fun segment for me. His little manager profile. Plus, he's all over the tape. You know, That's you good. take him away I from the tape. I think it lowers the grade for He's a two-time, sure. two-time, two-time winner. I don't think it was the best segment on the tape, but, he was but I do star think of that, that overall, yes, I think that overall on the tape, mouth to South Jimmy Hart. What do you got, John boy? Me. Uh, I didn't get a copy of the criteria in an email or, or even a, a, in my mailbox. So was Rowdy Roddy Piper on the table, off the table? He's on the of table, course dude. He's, he's on, on the, table. the table. Okay. Well, since Rowdy Roddy Piper is on the table, my star of the tape is Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, he swerved us, Mike. Imagine that. <laughs> the bottom line is Jake the Snake Roberts. It's the most captivating segment of the tape. Best for segment, me. for sure. So yeah. best. And I got to go with the star, Jake. Main eventer in my eyes and in my heart. What do you got, yeah. Mike? I'm going to copy that, copy and paste that right onto ah, my screen. I yeah. should have went to you first then. My bad. Be redeemers. Listen, the there's redeemer. nothing, unless we're doing a draft style, there's nothing wrong with all three of us agreeing on start to take it. What's, you know, are we trying yeah. to go against each other? That's silly. No, no. No, I no. Just, but you guys always go in hot, and then I look like a, you know, Steven Glansberg. I'm running in late to the party. Steven And I got to, I got to, uh, you know, they're like, oh, of course Duke agrees with these guys. No, Bad. some are undeniable, like, you know, Cody Rhodes is undeniable. But this one, uh, you know. Listen, like I, I said, say, that, like I said, that segment 100% remind me of that mini movie with the Muda. And I, I got to watch would, that. I would, you know, like I said, I would watch this all day long. I, I would recommend that what it was two, two minutes, three minutes that was for anybody to watch that. I mean, oh, yes, yeah, sir. And, and Piper, there was like four stars at a take. I mean, I had four of them. And I was going to say, can one. we do co-stars co in the tape? Because this no, is a tape no, 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 so no, many. No, no, yeah, no, no, hold on, hold on. This isn't a Royal Rumble, man. Come on, man. Bro, what? this is our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. Oh, man. You're going to cheapen it to co-star of the tape? Hold on, That's hold on. cheapens, man. Tell me if it cheapens it real quick, Mike. Let me just ask you this. Are you, do you appreciate Bobby the Brain Heenan? Do you respect what he says? Always a. All right. As a broadcast journalist, Mm -hmm. We can say whatever we want with no repercussions. So are you telling me the brain's a liar or do we get to have co-stars? Uh, man, I don't This isn't a kid's little league. Everybody gets a trophy type of thing. You know what I'm trying All to right, say? That's fair. That's true. This is a major league podcast. This is a major league podcast. One star of the tape and it was Jake the Snake. I can't I'll give you. I'll give is. everybody an opportunity to go back on their star if you want to change it. But no, uh, I, don't, I don't go back. Yeah, don't Jake go is back. my star and I'm... 
That's in. Hey, right. man, I could have went Jimmy Hart. You had, honestly, you had Jimmy Hart. You had Jake the Sneak Roberts. You had Rowdy Roddy Piper. You could even go Undertaker, which is early taker here, you know, which is a gem to find. Uh, I mean, you could go, you could go, even if you were thinking outside the box, you could go and, and think about maybe um, Sherry because she had a nice showing here in the tag she match. Sure did. Looking, looking like a million. So, uh, anyway, this was a great, great. Great it's always eat. fun doing these things, these Coliseum classics. Go this ahead. One was Mike. super fun. No, nah, I'm just saying this was super fun. Yeah. This is, you know, what this is what we wanted. We wanted um we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, you know, as far as like doing like sort of a series that we followed every week. And um this is what we came to, Coliseum Classics, where we review Coliseum home videos, we review, discuss, you know, hopefully you guys enjoy it because we certainly enjoy bringing it to you every week. It's a lot of fun for us to revisit our past, you know, really what turned us on to pro wrestling, what, why we love pro wrestling. Um, so once again, we covered Crunch Classic this week. Next week, we're going to be covering Ultimate Warrior 89. So be sure to pop those tassels on, you know, start shaking the ropes start speaking incoherently let's go baby it's ultimate warrior 89 next week for i always ask forward to that go ahead baby now i was just going to add we always talk about the uh excitement level going into it what's your expectations going into the warrior 89 john oh my uh expectations can i give you my ten. letter my letter grade or just my excitement yep. letter grade. not like your excitement yeah well whatever you want excitement oh, level we got I'm going to go with, um, I predicted this would be an A plus crunch classic. Mm -hmm. I was off. Okay. It was a B, B plus if I could give it an addendum, but I can't. So uh, for this next one, Warrior 89, I'm thinking it's going to be in the high to mid A's. I love the Ooh. Warrior. It's great. Yeah. Going into it last, last week, I had this uh, crunch classic as a four out of 10, like excitement level. Which I was completely okay. wrong because I we I also was wrong with the year, the warrior, right. um, at a nine out of ten as far as like, woo, excitement level going into it. You're I can't running predict, right down to the ring. Yeah, I, for this. I, um, I, I can't predict what the the grade's going to be, but my excitement level is a nine out of ten. Yeah, how about I'm you? Right. You guys, come on! You know the Ultimate Warrior is one of my all time favorites. He was, I'll tell you what, he was like. Flirting with top 10 of all time for me. Favorites, not in-ring performers, obviously. But right. I Wait, really... Was he, was he not? Was he, he an was honorable? Not, he didn't make it. Yeah, he's an honorable. Him, Sid, and Triple H, I believe, were honorable. Yeah, they were, okay. they were honorable. Once again, um, it's fluid, right? Like, I'm sure, honestly, by the time we're done this Coliseum Classics run, I'm going to have a whole bunch of honorable mentions, possibly guys creeping in. So, mm -hmm. um... Definitely excited for it. Hope you guys are excited for it as well. Like I said, I hope um, the listeners are enjoying this as much as we enjoy bringing it to you guys every week. Coliseum Classics. Next week, be sure to tune in. Ultimate Warrior 89. This has been Crunch Classic. Coliseum Classics. And that's the tale of the tape.